0: Getting rid of these people here, first Mr. Samir, not going to work here anymore, anyway.
1: (laughs) Every sports fan has an opinion. Well, these are ours. Welcome to Brock and Pep's unsportsmanlike convo. And here are your hosts, Brock Fleming and Pep Cariotti.
2: All right, hey, I'll hey. do it. I, I don't know why I, I should have given you. A, I gotta no. let you do the intro. Sometimes you can matter. just bring us in and, no. you know, we're good. Hey, welcome. It's uh, Thursday evening, August tenth. August? We are October. It's it's October. August.
3: It's a beautiful night. It feels like August. It's almost twenty degrees tomorrow. What is with the traffic going westbound on Riverside, though? What's the deal? Is that, is that hockey traffic or Hogsback? Uh,
2: what a hot mess. It is a hot mess. And to be honest, uh, I ended up backtracking and taking the highway to get here because it was ridiculous. Unbelievable. I didn't know there was a hockey game. I honestly, I forget that it's hockey season at this point. But that's because football's on, college football's on, baseball's on. Anyway, we're here. LRT's what? going well, eh? Hey? Fuck the LRT. <laughs> no issues. No issues whatsoever. There was a computer malfunction. There was a door, door malfunction. Uh, two door uh, malfunctions.
3: Yeah. Uh, something this morning, too.
2: Yeah. Anyway, for those who are listening, those are two new voices you just heard. And by new voices, not really new, but Mike Pignat is with us again tonight. Mike, yep. thanks for joining third us. Visit. Problem. Third visit. Third, yeah, third time sitting in. you becoming a, a regular and actually a, uh, an executive producer. We worked on the... Um, outline a little bit today and uh mike's had a lot of good insights so much so that i brought my own headphones this
3: time is that what's going on with all the paper (laughs) and everything that you've got set up you look this is like as about as professional as we've ever been and i take zero credit um i forgot my mic even i'm holding a mic right now brock has set up this setup is awesome man we got the portable thing we've got you've got cues to play clips and yeah, get awesome. some sound
2: bites in there. There's a couple of things you want to do. You know, you got to keep entertaining for the the, the audience. I so. got
3: to gotta up my game. I can't just grab a, grab a mic and start talking anymore. I got to gotta do so I got to contribute something else here. Yeah,
2: you had a double Ryan Ginger waiting for me, basically, by the time I came in. <laughs> you got to know your role, and you feel it perfectly. I feel it
3: pretty okay. Yeah, thanks,
2: man. <laughs> All right, and the other voice you guys are hearing is none other than Andrew Hurley. Andrew, welcome. Thank you for coming in. This is the famous hurl high that it's always hurl a -a high. Yes, Um, Andrew and I uh, played baseball back in the day for a bunch of years. We've known each other for a long time. I knew uh, Andrew and Mike have known each other for even longer. Um, So being uh, that we're doing a little bit more of a baseball focus today, uh, as you'll see, it's not just baseball, but we are doing a baseball one. And uh, actually, we'll be doing a second episode recorded tonight with uh, a special baseball guest, too. So having Mike and Andrew here to contribute to uh, that interview will be uh, awesome. So uh, I want to thank you, Andrew, for showing up
3: on a on a busy Thursday evening. Thanks, man. Rocking the Expos cap, too. Yeah, no problem, guys. Or, or the Tampa Bay Devil Expos race. <laughs> for short. Someday. For yeah. short. What's right. the acronym for that? Is there a uh, TB Expos? Ah. No,
2: moving on. It's only a matter of time. Alright, a um, couple things uh, Obviously, welcome to the show But um, for those who are listening uh, Pep had put out on the Facebook page for UC Swag It's out yeah. On Sportsmanlike Convo Swag We're taking orders for it So it's, uh, we're kind of doing I guess it's sort of a fundraiser to a point To uh,
3: get Pep a little bit of a better setup at home So that when we record you know remotely, yeah. it's a little bit better It's not bad It's just, uh, it's inconsistent with the the iPad that I'm using is uh, maybe a generation or two, too old maybe, I guess. Yeah, we
2: just need something that you can get Google Chrome on. Again, not to get technical, but then we can use something that records locally and the sound should be a lot better. and We shouldn't have to worry about internet connection, although we've been, knock on wood, pretty fortunate about that. Um, so that's what that is. If you guys want a T-shirt or one of the baseball uh, tees, just uh, send us a message and we'll uh, put that in the order. that they're we'll pretty, be coming And they're up.
3: pretty nice, right? They're tees. We got raglins. We got uh, yeah. you, know, you got a nice vinyl logo or, or a screen print. No, it'll be screen print. Screen, print. screen print. screen print's good. It'll last longer if you wash it inside out. I mean, we're talking good it's funny. It's swag.
2: It's, it's funny you should say last longer because I made Pierre a shirt because I bought one of these uh, uh, old lady crickets. Is, uh like a for, vinyl press? It's like a vinyl cutter thing. It's kind of for uh, scrapbooking, I think, but you can make T-shirts with it. And uh, I got pretty excited, made a bunch of T-shirts. I think they lasted maybe three days before wa- they started peeling off. But the washes? scrapbooks are there forever. But the like, scrapbooks right. are there forever. And my cardstock is amazing. The Christmas <laughs> cards you guys are going to get are amazing. <laughs> anyway, I sold that. I said, screw it. <laughs> we're going to put some money into the screen print. And if uh, anybody's buying these shirts, I want to make sure they last. Um, the
3: last thing I'm
2: going to say is that uh, on a more somber note, we put our dog down yesterday.
3: Uh, I, you know, I was going i wasn't sure if you're going to mention it or not—but uh, a melancholy trails to Chubbs. I only met Chubbs in, in his later years. I never really mm-hmm. got to know when he was a vibrant little pup. Um, sorry, buddy.
2: Yeah. It. Uh, well, Mike and Andrew know Chubbs fairly well. Uh, Andrew's wife actually uh, took care of Chubbs a couple times. She works in a in a veterinarian hospital, I guess, Yep. and uh, so we had taken Chubbs there a few times, but uh, yeah, 14 years, or pretty much 14 years, he was a great dog, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, it was way harder than I thought it was gonna be, and my kids saw a vulnerable father pretty bad, like, it, my eyes still hurt from the amount of tears that I shed for that little pup, um, and I thought I was preparing myself for the last three months for his... Inevitable end,
3: um, but who knows? Uh, took me by surprise. He, he gave him a great life, and uh, he lived out some really great years. And that's all you could do, pal. Yeah, you, you know, that's the toughest decision I think as a pet owner. I mean, there's no tougher decision. You know, when when yep. to because it's inevitable. When, when to? You
2: know? so. Anyway, that's uh, that was the somber news for that. So moving on, uh, Chubbs God bless you. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we introduce Andrew. We're going to get into a couple of things today. Uh, actually, we're going to pick Andrew's brain a little bit right now. We're just going to get to know Andrew before we get into these other quarters. So, Andrew, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit in terms of your baseball history and what you did as a kid, and uh, all sort of with it within the baseball realm right now? So I get to follow up the Chubbs. Death. Chubbs dying? Yeah. yeah. That was hey. Turn the channel, kid. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? Bend. Right in the defense. You, turn there's
4: channel. nowhere up but up
2: at this point. Yeah, turn channel. You know,
3: Throw you a lob ball. He just set you up, yeah. He just yeah. set you up with a... Yeah. Ball, right? Ball. Home you know run go,
4: derby. You nowhere know to go but up. Slow nowhere pitch. Nowhere to go. Slow pitch. Uh, I played ball my whole life. Uh, from T-ball right, right up through uh, all the age groups in Little League. Um, all in the auto area? Yeah, all for Colin Frank Ryan. Um,
2: see. Does that still exist?
4: It amalgamated with Pinecrest. I think it's called the Ottawa West. League yeah, Ottawa now. West. End, Ottawa yeah. West League, yeah. Okay. For all the people who can afford to live in the West End. <laughs> um, not many families, I guess. That's why they had to combine. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so played with Mike uh, at, the, at the trail end of that in big league. Mm-hmm. And then uh, took a couple years off and then went to men's league, started a men's league team. In the,
2: Did you start the men's league team?
4: No, different team. Okay. Um, Mike played on that team too. Yep. Fun story, kicked him off that
2: team. Yep. Um, See, he didn't think it was a fun story. <laughs> <laughs> I look back fondly mm-hmm. on it now.
3: When you get a it, it, yep, it's th- usually like a... <laughs> it's a moving on. Uh, yeah, let's just yeah. move on. So Chug's say. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: yeah, so I got lucky. My parents lived in the same house my whole life, so I played in the same league the whole time. So that was nice. Same guys pretty much all growing up. Nice. So, yeah, good, good crew. Uh, a lot of them are, you know, made it through to the Dukes kind of thing. Uh, the men's league team that I think you guys mentioned on the podcast
2: a few times. Uh, which is where we play. That's the Dukes, also. right? Correct. The Dukes. Uh, did you know that we did a uh, an evaluation episode on the Dukes? I was
3: that that. Uh, I that haven't spoken to Mike about? since.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so what? Uh, why? What was the grade?
4: Poor. Poor. Me, uh, C. I want to say C. B, no B B, B. B or C. Everybody else got A. Mike, what was it? It was a. It was a B plus, I think, and everybody else got A's. Everyone A's and got A A's. Yeah. Mike yeah. came in
2: swinging that night. I'm pretty sure back. you texted me after and was like, "Wow, like you were impressed. You're like, I should have got lower than that. Oh, Give me a lower. B plus. No,
4: I should have got way lower. But I mean, he was
2: giving A's. That I would like candy. It's so true. Like, <laughs> he was. He was. It was so. very non confrontational. A's yeah. to a full that, a
3: team full of C's. Was that the night we had Chris LeVac sort of sitting on the other table and uh, his, his buddy's last name was Hurlahai too? No, wasn't it wasn't at that same. Uh, but it was our that though because I remember you pointed out the
2: Hurlahai thing. The Yeah, it was
3: another kid. Anyway.
2: Yeah, I think it was the day after. But anyway, okay. So, uh, baseball all your life. What other sports did you play growing up? Not
4: competitively, not much. Um, hockey wasn't in the cards
2: financially. Uh, oh my God! Yeah. Just to speak on that, Jackson plays hockey, and it's six hundred bucks to play hockey, which is enough. Yeah. And then you get in there the first coach's parents meeting, the guy's like, "Cool, so it's going to be three hundred fifty bucks for team fees." Mike, are you? F- are you kidding me right now? I'm like, what's the $600 for? And now you're talking another 350 Anyway, that's my rant, continue. Yeah, hockey is a very elitist sport yeah. as per Ken Tasker.
4: Yeah, so uh, in the winters, uh, we actually bowled. Like bowling was a big thing. We bowled really? every weekend, yeah. And I think being a parent now, looking back, it was totally strategic on my parents' part because me and my two sisters would all bowl at the same time on Saturday morning. So instead of being all over the city ah. at all kinds of different stuff, it was like we just take them to this one place. That's big. And my mom gets to sleep in, and my dad just takes us all the bowling. So that was it, man. You know what? Actually,
3: bowling was pretty big when I was, was when I was a kid. Like I didn't I I bowled as a kid. I had a single mom, so we didn't we didn't have time to bowl. We didn't have time to do anything really. But um, a lot of my friends, their families would go bowling, bowling leagues. They have the, their and so there would be a bowling team as a family. Tons of alleys back. Yeah, back mm-hmm. when we were kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's true.
2: Lame, but I'd bowl. Yeah, <laughs> Are you
3: good? Uh, I, like yeah, I'm, I'm pin. good at most things. You talking five yes. pin?
2: Uh, yeah. When I was yeah. a kid, it was yeah. five pin. five pin. Yeah, and I remember being like, "This sucks. Where are the big balls?" Yeah.
3: Yeah, Ugh, I, the I, I overthrow yeah, this bad. Uh, <laughs> should we go to commercial? Okay. I, uh, I uh, when I play the five pin, I just I overthrow the ball. Mm. I want to kill it because yeah. it weighs less, and I just yeah. want to just hoist it. just fire and it lands halfway down the lane. Well, yeah, yeah. Or, or it lands in the gutter, <laughs> in the gutter. <laughs> or in the, in the lane to the left or the right of my lane.
2: We're on right, track. So, yeah, so, okay, so bowling, not much else. Is yeah, there, so What drew yeah. you to baseball?
4: My dad played. Okay. Um, like, uh, when I was growing up, he played fastball. Something else that was big back when we were kids. Like was, softball, fastball. Yeah, like, okay. like windmill, um, which seemed like it was going on all over the place in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you don't.
2: I think they still wear the hard, '80s pants know. for uh, well, most man, softball. There was,
4: there's the pictures are pretty <laughs> incredible when you look <laughs> back at those pants.
2: Really, like, yeah, and the pullover paint, jersey painted on. Okay.
4: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, my dad played, uh, and he caught too, which is probably why well, you, you catch too. Yeah. Uh, for those
2: who don't know, yeah, Andrew plays catcher, and for the years that I've played with the Dukes, there isn't a single person that affects the game as much as you do. Like, when you're not there, it's a total different feel. It could be the same defense, the same everything else, but if Andrew's not there catching, it's a total different feel. The How control, so? the, the control he has over the game. So his relationship with the pitcher and understanding what pitches to call and when to call them, uh, but also... And, and more, the, the, the framing of the pitches, the... the if you've got a uh, yeah. pitcher
1: who's got a really good curveball, he's not afraid to throw it with a guy on third
2: because it's going to get blocked if it's if it's in the dirt. Well, that's it. He uh, blocks everything. Yeah. Uh, before your shoulder surgery, your arm was a canist, and so nobody would steal. It mm-hmm. used to be, yeah. Yeah, now it's a free-for-all. Now it's a liability now. <laughs> it's just moderate now. <laughs> it's just moderate. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was – I had the honor of pitching once, and Andrew was the catcher. And uh, it was an exhibition, and I was like, I'm going to try this. I told him before, and he's like, what do you got? And I'm like, I don't know, fastball, curveball. And I was working on that circle change. <laughs> For the love of God. <laughs> I was flip-pitching fastball, <laughs> curveball, whatever, and I gave like two strikes. And it was like, I shook off the fastball, shook off the curveball. And he looks at me, and he goes, fastball again. I shook it off, curveball. And finally, like the shoulders slump, and he throws out the circle change, <laughs> and I threw it. But I threw it in there, and I surprised you. I was, that's I, the old I was grip impressed. where you hold
3: it like in, the, in your palm, like it's. <laughs> oh, that's ball, ball, like The ball's on the back.
2: deep.
4: The ball. You're right. Yeah. It's in your palm.
3: Okay. It's, it's deep. That is change up. <laughs> yeah. He threw that. Yeah.
2: I didn't hit anybody. I got it in there. You could hear. Right you could hear Andrew sigh from left
3: field.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. One thing you're over not here. Is, is good at hiding your emotions. No. But no, uh, like I said, the the effect you have on that uh, in that mensley with the Dukes, uh, you know, I felt it completely. uh, When I was playing first, was whether or not you were catching, and that changed the whole ball game. That's appreciated. Uh, All right. Uh, Okay. So yeah, aside from Mike, obviously because he's here, who would be the best player you've ever played baseball with or against? I'll say, I'll say with. Okay. I was never good at keeping track of who was on.
4: You'd think catching, you'd know all the guys by their face. Like, I don't know yeah. anybody. You, Michael talk about, oh, this guy does this. I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about, man. Like
1: All right. But, but, anyway, but, but, so, but to see them, you'd know them, no? No, no not even. I'm,
4: I'm horrible. I'm, I, I don't know if I'm just not paying attention or what. But anyways, I digress. Um, played with, it's, it's actually pretty simple. There, uh, this might take a minute to explain, but there, there's two. Um, so I played high school ball with TJ Burton. Uh, he's a pitcher uh, two, two years younger than, than me, I guess. Uh, and uh, he got drafted mid-rounds, which is the major leagues, like, you know, 20th round because there's, like, yeah, like tons like of rounds or like 35 yeah. rounds or whatever. So mid-rounds, uh, he got drafted out of high school. Um, Ottawa kid? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ottawa kid, played for Pinecrest growing up, um, and uh, went to Notre Dame, like uh, – High school Yeah So I uh, played with him At Notre Dame And uh, Yeah Got drafted uh, By Cleveland And You know went, went up through the minors Like you should have Kind of uh, Progressed pretty well And then kind of Stalled out You know In his Mid to late 20s In middling ball Double A Triple A Kind of thing And then it's kind of done Okay So uh, So you said then, two So you got one Yeah more. So Bertrand. he As far as talent wise Yeah TJ was Easily like He was 16 you know, when we were playing high school ball, he was 16. He's throwing like 88 at 16 years old. You know, like it was obvious he was uh, going places. Yeah, yeah, it, it was really obvious, no, 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 no. and and not he wasn't going NCAA. Right. He was he was gonna get drafted. So is um, that because he wasn't
2: smart? Was that a smart I, reference there? You said
4: that, not me. Okay. And, and, oh, no, sm- and no, 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 no. Smart's sm- high school is weird, right? Like it's just y- your priorities are in different places, Correct. right? Like right. not everybody puts their uh, their mind to it, right? No. So, uh, <laughs> easy pep. <laughs> so, and the, the other one, uh, Luke Carlin. So, I grew up playing with Luke. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, do you know Luke from like your uh, Quebec Wa days there? Did That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So that name he's, sounds
3: familiar. He How was
4: younger
2: I mean? than me, but yeah. uh, he was, I think, my brother's age. So, Curtis went to school with Luke Carlin. Yeah. Did you go to Philomen Wright? Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. where I know
3: him from. So yes, he's I'm good
2: friends with like Troy Forgy, <laughs> uh Curtis, uh, those kind of guys. But yeah, I remember hearing that he was going, and he was always undersized, well, super undersized. Yeah. Like. Uh, but he played not, catcher too, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So he'd be he was
4: he was ahead of me <laughs> on the packing order for sure. Okay.
2: Yeah. No. He ended up. Uh, I think he's still coaching a. Uh, he's coaching. Yeah. In the miners. Semi-pro league, like. No. No. No.
4: Like legit minors, okay. like Not not semi-pro. Yeah, I, I guess that's
2: not how you describe it. It's yeah, minor league.
4: Affiliated team. Yeah, yeah. He's with an affiliated team, yeah. yeah. Don't ask me where, but
2: uh it might be in that Cleveland area
4: too, I think. But uh anyway. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke, you wouldn't have known it when we were little. Like he was good. Don't get don't get me wrong. Like yeah. he, he was legit good, but he was he was undersized and but he was a tryhard. Like which when you're kid sometimes rubs a lot of the team the wrong way, right? Like so yeah. uh uh but but yeah, like his dad was a bit—I think his dad was a bit of a hard ass too, which okay. which helps, you know. Sometimes pushes people the right direction, and uh, you know he—he's the kind of guy who had a part-time job at the, at the batting cage and you know, like just just lived it right and just did every, did all the work and had a cup of coffee in in the major leagues and you know got his—I don't think he played 100 games or anything, but he was up a couple different years.
2: Yeah, could, you so. know
3: I could appreciate like. So, I've heard rumors about Ottawa champion guys. I'm not going to name any names because I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. But, like, Ottawa champion guys who uh, sort of toil in in that division, in that league. And we talk about guys who are mid-20s, late-20s, who are likely not going to get their second... Wilmer Font is, is the exception. Wilmer Font is now... Uh, what would you call him a relief? He's I guess a relief 14, pitcher for the pits for the for the um, 14 20, starts for the Jays for Jays yeah. yeah, and you know what he I 14 thought, starts. I thought he showed well yeah. he's the exception to the rule in the yeah. Can-Am League. Most of the guys are in their mid to late 20s The dream might might be gone, you know, yeah. if it's not gone completely They're the guys in in their in their towns in their cities who are coaching uh, locally when the offseason is, is around and Heard a couple of stories, Ottawa champion guys coaching minor league players and just being like real hard asses to the point where, you know, parents complained that, look, he's yelling at my kid, like he's yelling at my kid, he's, this is ridiculous, he's, he has no coaching ability at all, he's a player, he's got the player mentality still, what's your take on on guys, if you, and Mike you can pipe, chime in too, guys who are still player okay, mentality okay. trying to coach, uh, you know, while they're still trying to live their dream, it's you know, is is it a, is it something you can differentiate? Is it just something that you're innately good at, uh, or or do you have to work at it in terms of a coach?
1: I mean, I mean, you can be a good uh, baseball player and be a good coach as well. There's there's no there's no rule about that, but uh, I, I think it's something. It's all about expectation. You got to set your expectation. Okay, what what do I want out of these kids? What have I got talent wise? And, and then I mean, you're not gonna chew out a kid that that clearly isn't. Uh, you know, it, it, whose talent isn't there. to, to, to you're, you're trying to get him to a 10 and he's at a 6. You know, like, well, you got to set your expectation. Maybe you get him to a 7 through proper coaching and, and drills and, and practices. But, yeah, as far as, uh, I, I think that's the big thing. Uh, Andrew? I think it depends on how they came up too, right? Um,
4: some people had hard-ass coaches when they grew up. That's how they learned the sport. And, and some guys, so take Luke as an example, had to earn everything he got. Undersized. You know, uh, light hitting type guy makes it to the majors. He's got to earn everything he's got versus, you know, some kid who, you know, at 18 thrown 95 and didn't have to earn anything, you know, was just given a silver platter with a scholarship or a, a high draft pick or something like that and then flamed out because he never had to work for it. So, right. it. so I think there's a difference there for
3: sure. And I, I, I just, I'm not, I don't want to categorize every single player coach in the same light you know make a blanket statement it's not my goal but you know just this these two particular individuals coached in the city played for the Ottawa champions and um, received a lot of complaints about the fact that they just couldn't keep their cool and they're expecting players to do what they do it's just that's just not realistic when you're coaching kids so you know if anybody's coaching out there whether it's basketball football baseball whatever and you're still a player you gotta you gotta you know Curb your enthusiasm or your expectations, I should say.
2: In all fairness... It's tough. It's not strictly because you're still a player that you can't coach. Being a coach takes a specific type of individual. So, like, I work with Auto U kids that are playing at Auto U, that are trying to be at a very high level, and they come out and they coach our young kids. They learn from us on how to coach, but their demeanor and the way they conduct themselves is great for coaching. These are kids that have that innate ability to coach, to convey messages to youth, uh, to relate to them, to understand them. And that's just not for everybody. So just because you're good at a sport or because you're
3: playing the sport does not mean that you're a good coach. Are these head coaches? Or they assistant coaches, the players, or, or player or position coaches that you're talking, like yeah, generally so, speaking. Yeah, so we
2: hire auto you guys, auto you players, to come out and do some positional work with some of our kids. So they're, you know, it's not a head coach; yeah. they're more positional coach coaching. But uh, it's technique; it's dealing with kids of a variety of ages, a variety of, of uh, backgrounds and attitudes and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And they these specific individuals are very good at what they do. But I've also played with a bunch of players who I could tell you right now would not be good coaches, and that's just based on their characteristics more than anything.
3: Yeah, and I think what, what I was trying to what I was leaning more towards, and I appreciate that I would, what I was leaning more towards are, are guys who are, are head coaches who run the whole show, whether it's football or, or baseball, and uh, you know. Absolute power sort of corrupts absolutely, I think is how the statement goes, so you know they, they get they're already a, a pro ball player now you, now that they're a head coach in charge of kids, um, you know in charge of scheduling in charge of the other coaches, it, I just think that the two sometimes the two need to be separated when it comes to that, and on top of that they're frustrated because they 're not making the pros. so they, they, that, they channel that frustration onto the field again, this is just a baseball thing. I think just, it might be baseball specific, especially in this city, but it might just be a specific Coach. Situation, yeah, he, situation. Like the, yeah. Totally yeah. anecdotal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: You're getting a very specific incident.
3: Yep. Yeah. Um,
2: that just sounds like they've given him a bit too much responsibility. Somebody, should should, somebody else should have been organizing it. He can just coach or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like there's a lot of pressure and a lot of responsibility put on that guy who may or may not been able to handle. Been it. able to handle. it. And,
3: and I'm living from my personal experience because when I when my playing days were done, I started coaching a high school be- uh, basketball team. And I found myself losing my cool, like big time losing my cool in practice and in games, expecting kids to do what I did when I was there. And it's just not realistic. So anyway, all that to say, um, are you guys coaches, Mike? Mike and Andrew, do you guys coach? I coached, uh, and Andrew's coached too. Uh, I coach uh, my son
1: now, my daughter before. Uh, I will continue to like with with baseball. Your Uh, goddaughter. As they go up. What's that? Your goddaughter. Oh my goddaughter, that's yes, right. Yes, yeah? yes, very good, very good. <laughs> that's right, I coach more than just my kids. Sabina? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> no, but yeah. they're teams, and uh, yeah, it's been fun. Again, it's, I think it's the main, main thing is about setting expectations. Like, and, and my whole goal is to have them play again next year. So whether that's challenging them to, to be better, just having fun, what, whatever, you know, you sort of yeah. tailor it to, that, to the specific kid. And Andrew, do you coach? I, I did a lot
4: uh, growing up. I, I was a, playing and coaching in the league at the same time, Little League. I haven't really coached much since then. I actually specifically avoided it this year when my daughter went into ball. I wanted to see kind of how things were going. I didn't want to,
2: you know, sometimes they don't listen to you as well as they're going to listen to somebody else, right? So, uh, Especially at that age, you almost want them to be coached by somebody else so they get that player-coach relationship. So if you ever do coach them – you could say, hey, when I'm on the field, I'm coach, you treat me just like all the other coaches, and I'm yeah. going to treat you just like any other player. Yeah, and it makes it more fun, I think, for them,
4: like learning from somebody else or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's not just dad telling you what to do. It's No, I'm, I'm learning something. I saw it on the ski hill with her too, my daughter, where it's like she won't listen to anything I say, but you get a 15-year-old girl to stand beside her and she'll yeah. listen to everything she says kind of thing. So,
3: hey, If I could do it again and uh, maybe play a different sport, as a kid, I'd have played baseball, man. I, w- I you know, have, I can't fault my mom for put, not putting me in baseball, but I would have played baseball. I've just started taking up orthodox uh, softball. Mm-hmm. It's not a double swing; it's just a, a single, motion can, single motion. You can throw it as hard as you want, but right. a single motion. Yeah, and uh, it has a lot of the feel of of, uh, of fast pitch because yeah. there's a, you know, you got to catch it with gear on. Still, um, it's been it's been awesome. I it, it's reinvigorated me playing softball again, because my this Woody's team that we play here, slow pitch at the RA, does the old six foot log yeah, or whatever, yeah. it's just <laughs> awful.
2: Oh, hey, you got an in now with the Dukes maybe, maybe yeah. get a tryout and hey, see what happens.
3: I can't hit yeah. for shit, but I could, uh, I play a mean third. Uh, a w- I'm a probably an all-star first baseman.
1: Well, tryouts only cost oh, $200 oh a boy. year, so, uh, yeah. Look, I'm going be be to be hurt that year. How much? We're loaded with DHS. To try, to try out is only $200.
2: Just to try out? Yeah, yeah. That's all right, he'll tell you he's showing up. We'll get him equipment for about three hours and then he'll go home and then he'll not show up the rest of the week. (laughs) (laughs) I was living with my moms. Yeah. Whatever, I literally took him at Ottawa U, got him a tryout, talked to the coach, got him equipment, like spent an extra two hours of my time trying to fit my buddy with equipment that was decent. And like, no, no, you want this, you want this, you want that, blah, blah, blah. And then like the next day, we were supposed to have our team meeting, and I'm like, where
3: the fuck is this guy? You know what?
2: I actually had a good tryout. And he uh, and he didn't show up, I, I and he's to, like, nah,
3: not going to do it. I actually had a good tryout. Like The, the tryout was, itself was good. Yeah. yeah, as he was throwing balls, you were throwing me some balls, and I made a couple of good catches, and when I got home, it took me an hour and a half to take the bus home with my football equipment. And I thought that when I, when I got home, I'm like, I, I don't know. I, the I bus don't. doesn't drive slower because you have football equipment. <laughs> it was a long commute, and uh,
4: I changed my mind. <laughs> It did create a picture, though, in my head when he said he has yeah? football equipment. All right.
2: it's, a, it's a sadder story. It is. Oh, it's a sad story. It's a sad story. All right. So we've now got a little bit of an idea of Andrew and who he is. Quick on uh, self-deprecating
4: a little bit here, I guess, on uh, good players that I've played with. Yeah. So just really quick anecdotal story. I was at the the batting cage one day. I was like 15, 16 years old. This guy from Baseball Canada is there. And, and my dad was in and out of the batting cage a lot, too. So he's like, oh, they, they needed this guy to throw to somebody so they could show him to this guy from Baseball Canada. And I'm like, my dad's like, oh, H- Andrew can catch him. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. And they're like, uh, don't worry if you don't can't catch his curveball. <laughs> don't worry about it, bud. Like, I'll be okay, thanks.
2: <laughs> Typical Andrew fashion. He
4: throws. I got this. Warms up, a couple fastballs, couple fastballs, no problem, no problem. Calls a curveball. I'm like, now I'm ready because they already warned me. Yep. And I'm like, "What?" He must have thrown eight, maybe 10 curves. I didn't touch a single one of them with my glove. Really? Oh, just right through the wickets every time.
2: They just that much movement?
4: So then the next, that was the winter. In the spring, he gets drafted. His name is Jan LaChapelle. He got drafted in the fourth round that spring in, like, 97. So I was like, oh, hey, hey. Nah, I don't feel so bad anymore. My, my buddy called me a couple years later. He's like, are you watching the Canada game, Pan Am Canada game? I'm like, no, no, what's going gone. He's like, I think it's that guy you caught a couple years ago. <laughs> He's pitching for Canada. I'm like, yeah. Correction. No, that that guy, I, tried yeah. to catch. Tried to catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, the fastball <laughs> is no problem. Yeah. <laughs> but that He's was got pretty, a wicked uh, curve. <laughs> oh, man. Major, so it, major was, league curve. Was
3: yeah. it a 6-9 curve or like a sideways? Sort no, of?
4: yeah. And it, it wasn't so much the, was how late it broke. Like it'd come in seventy-five percent of the way dead and straight, then and dead. then just drop off the Crazy. plate completely. completely yeah. Well, that I mean, gives you it never a caught him check before of no. It's something you would get used to. Kind of, it's rare that you get to see what is actually happening at those levels. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. That okay, what does a major league curveball actually look like? It's uh,
2: impressive.
3: Best curve, best curveball you've ever seen from a pro pitcher. I think
2: he just told us a story. No, no uh, La Chappelle. No,
3: no, that, that's uh, from a pro pitcher. Uh, Zito. Barry Zito. Barry Zito, lefty.
4: Okay. It's like he's throwing it at the first baseman and then it would land at the right
3: handed batter's shoe tops. I always thought that was, uh, I always thought that about Barry Zito, how he, even his first step off the mound was like away from Uh, him. Yeah, and like Kershaw too. Kershaw
4: does that where he kind of has this, like he's going to first base and then the ball just ends up in the righties except for yesterday box.
2: yeah i was gonna say you know what kershaw doesn't do <laughs> Win playoff All right, we're gonna get on that later okay <laughs> we're gonna wrap this part up now you know andrew you know who's talking to you today we got the headliners we're doing the uh real quick nfl week five really quick NCAA football one and then we're gonna do the, <laughs> <laughs> the major league baseball playoffs but we will be right back with an ncw8 one two three four five six Headliners. Headliners? Uh, headliners? (laughs) I don't know. Is it headlines or headliners? (laughs) On your little thing here, it says headlines. It does say headlines, but it's a small... Okay. (laughs) You've done headliners? (laughs) It's
1: the smallest font they have. We got headlines, (laughs) folks.
3: (coughs) B. Headlines. Headlines. These are B's uh, headlines again. The second week in a row that Brock's taking the lead. Second
2: week in a row. Just putting them down. Things that caught my attention. First of all, happy birthday to... A legendary. Uh, let
3: them guess. Okay, Avra. we'll give them. A, we'll give them
2: some clues. We what do you say? I gave them the outline of the thing. They know what it Jesus is. Jesus Christ! Did uh, you say Brett Favre it was on the
3: radio too. Yeah, I was. Three. I think I heard that this morning.
2: Yeah. Brett Favre
3: turns fifty. Ooh, baby, big fifty. I loved watching him. I had a hard time watching his last season when he basically was hurt the whole time. But yeah. the season before that, when they lost to the Saints and he threw that cross field pass, that was tough to watch. Oh, tough to watch. I was
2: uh, arms reach from Favre one time. Were you? Is yeah. he tall? Oh, yeah, yeah. Good, good size yeah, yeah. quarterback. He's like six four or something like that. I think like he was. I mean, he was larger than life at that point too. Like it was crazy. That would was you, the day he got uh, honored. I think retired at the Packers
3: game. Would Packers you guys course. say that his, you know, him only winning one Super Bowl is a bit of a disappointment, especially how early it came in his career? Because he was only, I think it was only his second or third year when he went when they beat the Patriots in '96. Aaron Rodgers is on the same pace right now. Right, like, yeah. is that sort of a disappointment considering how much talent they had over the years? And I think it goes to show how hard it is to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree, that's, yeah. He got there two years in a row, and uh, uh, yeah, it, it shows
1: just how hard it is. That's of right, he lost is. to the Broncos, yeah. that's,
2: right. that's right.
3: Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Bre- Brett Favre, a I, I, uh, very, very talented guy, confusing when he was with the Jets, uh, didn't look right. Seeing him in a Jets uniform just didn't look forgot right. forgot about that. Yeah, and yeah. then... Did then, you forget then, about the
2: text you guys got? From him? that no? he got. Oh it was, <laughs> <laughs> he's in I'd, like like it. Anyway, anyway, I'd like to no, see oh, it.
3: No, 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 <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. Not the one he sent. The one he got in return. Oh God. All right. Next. <clears throat>
2: Happy birthday. All right. Next. Headliner. The Panda game. The Panda game. I was not know, Ottawa, U versus Carlton uh, every them? year draws. Yeah, sold out. So 25,000 people, more people than red blacks have been drawing for a while. Um, well, way more than the Rays. Anyway, packed house, it was a beautiful day. I was sitting in a box with uh, a bunch of old Ravens. Shout out to uh, Mike Homewood and Phil Homewood for uh, inviting me out to that. And um, Ottawa U ended up winning 31 to 10, but it was uh, a very ugly game. I think Ottawa U's best offense, so I'm a GG alumni. Um, but the, our best offense was our quarterback throwing a 50-yard interception to Carlton's one and then let Carlton hand the ball off, fumble in the end zone, let our D-line get on it. So <laughs> one po- I think the most in the Just game. Just the way they drew it up. Exactly. It was all, they were like, yep, there we go. This is exactly what we're looking for. The D-line unit for Ottawa U has scored more points than any other unit on the field in that game.
3: Is that right? For th- yeah. uh, 31 points?
2: Yeah. And how, they, many, how many did they attribute They had 12. Wow. The other ones are field goals and then like a late second uh, touchdown or whatever. And so
3: there was a lot, a lot leading up to that game that was non-football related. You know, the CTV made a, had a story on uh, police going, I guess, in the neighborhood of Sandy Hill and in or around the Glebe warning kids to ease up on the parting. How was security there? How was it? Did you find the atmosphere? Was it, uh, was it jubilant? Was, it, uh, was everyone sort of like on edge because, okay, everyone's watching here? Uh,
2: There's probably three-quarters of the stadium, didn't even get in until after the first quarter. Security was tight, but in a ridiculously tight fashion where a guy would spend 30 seconds frisking you to get in. You're like, dude, like, the kickoff happened 12 minutes ago. Can we get in the freaking game? And, for alcohol
3: uh, or weaponry or both? I bulk? guess
2: Good time, even? I don't even know. But they were taking sweet time. Alex Trebek was there for the coin toss. Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek. I missed it because I was in line and getting frisked at the security. Are you serious? But Alex Trebek was Auto U alumni or Carlton alumni? Auto U. U. He had his Auto U jersey on. He did the... The coin toss. Alex so. Trebek
3: is a classy guy. Yep. He came out yesterday and said this might be it for Jeopardy for him. He's yeah. uh, had some complications with his cancer, cancer yeah. and he had uh, some sores in his mouth.
2: I think. Yeah. He, if you've
3: him. watched lately, he has trouble pronouncing. Something. Well, he so be, uh, apart from the co- the sores in his mouth, and he he wasn't concerned so much about uh, people noticing that. He, he said, "I look, I, I get it. People are looking at me. They they can notice the sores in my mouth, and I'm I'm slurring my speech or whatever he's doing." But uh, he's had complications with his cancer, and right. he's now preparing for end of life. Yeah. Um, talk about courage, man! Seventy nine years old—that takes a lot. Of, I don't care how old you are. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're when you're at that point in your life, it takes a whole lot of courage to be out there, up front and open about it as much as he is. So maybe it brings him a little bit of comfort, being so open about it. But uh, incredible that he'd make it out to the Panda Game—that's amazing. Yeah, actually, that's—I you know, was pretty
2: surprised. I figured that, you know. It's not really on your, I wouldn't think would be on his top to-do list. Yeah, you know, exactly. I to the game, but wow. you know, maybe there's just things that he you know, keeps regretting that he hasn't been back to see it and has been too busy, and now he's prioritizing things that he wants to bucket list. Well, and he's, a, he's been a
1: huge uh, donor to that university. Oh, oh I my think God, over, every year. Over $9 million. Or,
2: uh, yeah. Really? There's
1: a building named after
2: him. Do you guys uh, watch Jeopardy? Are you school, guys Jeopardy yeah, yeah, watchers? Yeah. Do you uh, watch Jeopardy? Not often, no. no. I don't know if he donated the quarter he flipped. Yeah. Oh, uh, okie dokie. Moving on to the next headline. Uh, here's news. Mike's not funny. Okay. Uh, He's very funny. <laughs> he is funny. Uh, the NBA. The uh, issues in China. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard all this kind of stuff. Apparently, there's uh, because of a retweet by the Rockets GM, Daryl Morey. Uh, That supported pro-democracy protesters in Hong Kong, that there's some Chinese business partners, um, uh, NBA's business partners that are suspending their relations with the NBA. And this could affect the salary cap in 2020 to 2021 to be down 10 to 15 percent, which for those listening right now, the salary cap is 116 million or is projected to be 116 in terms of that season. And that would bring it down closer to about 100 million. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. And uh you know, what attracted me to this whole headline was Trump's uh, statement in terms of Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich. I don't know if you, anybody heard that. I, I, I can't. I heard
3: it. I, I'm I'm completely appalled by the fact that he would attack Steve Kerr. Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr. Here, I'm going to pr- play it for them. You know what? Let's play it before Let's I get into it, it because and then it's going to piss me off.
0: Well, the NBA is a different thing. I mean, I watch uh, this guy, Steve Kerr, and he was like a little boy. He was so scared to be even answering the question. He couldn't answer the question. He was shaking. Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. He didn't know how to answer the question. And he'll talk about the United States very badly. I watched Popovich, sort of the same thing, but he didn't look quite as scared, actually. But they talk badly about the United States, but when it talks about China, they don't want to say anything bad. I thought it was pretty sad, actually. That's... (laughs)
3: That's... <laughs> I'm, uh, he, he's so sensitive. Steve Kerr does not like the current leadership in the United States. Doesn't doesn't mean he doesn't like the United States. He just doesn't like the leadership or the direction. I wish Donald Trump would just stay in his lane and talk about what you know best, which is making deals, saving not his money. It's not his... <laughs> you know, it's just... But what's happening in the NBA right now is there is a real fear to that guys are afraid to say anything because they don't want to put oil on this fire you know so you know even today uh the rockets had a press conference and a cnn reporter went right went for the throat and asked them something about uh, you know china i i I don't know the specifics of the question but it was it was china related somebody grabbed the mic for her and said we're not answering those questions next and that was it and it was harden and uh, westbrook up on the on the podium they didn't even budge Everyone's afraid to say anything because there are billions of dollars at stake. Billions of dollars. Are they also not in China right now? They, uh, they may have left because they played the Raptors out in Japan. I think they did visit China. They may, they may have an exhibition game in China. Oh, I'm not really sure. I'm not Lakers really sure. are still there.
2: Well, what I'm saying is if I'm in China...
3: I am not saying shit yeah. about China. Yeah, just get the hell out. You know, get the hell out and let uh, let Adam Silver and the crew deal with what's being said. It's just a shit show. You can't see. So <laughs> me and Mike
4: uh, are so distracted by the baseball. It's over your uh, shoulder. Is that
3: game right now? Has Is yeah, that game yeah, started?
2: This is right game now. five of the yeah. Tampa uh, yeah, Houston first.
3: series. It's one nothing. Houston, bottom of one. China, if you're listening, relax. Nothing. Don't take anything too too seriously. Like uh, Hong, whatever's going on with Hong Kong, figure it out. Let's get to the baseball because I, I need to watch what's going on here. Is that KJ Choi? No. He's... Oh, okay. They're on defense. G-Man Choi. G-Man Choi. Who's uh, KJ Choi?
2: Uh, he's I, a golfer. golfer.
3: Yeah. Oh. oh. I thought that Sing. was... How cool yeah. is the name? If, man, I'd love to be named G-Man. I think I have that at, call me at the Mandarin. Okay.
2: Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> for China, like, wait one news cycle
1: and oh, it'll go underground. Like, it'll be forgotten. And Ooh.
2: they'll stop playing there.
1: <clears throat> they'll stop playing there and... Uh, the sales will go up with the jerseys and stuff, and, yeah, they just won't talk about it anymore. Yeah. China.
2: If, if the relationships are pulled, Jeremy Lin gets signed. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other headliner, Phillies fire manager Gabe Kapler. Oh. And uh, I mean, whatever. And the other one, Argos trade Caleros to the Blue Bombers.
3: I, I got something to say about Gabe Kapler. All right. Uh, Gabe Kapler. Ice cream? Ice we, we ta- cream, you scream, we all scream. Uh, that's, uh, Gabe Kapler reminds me of uh, Horseshack. Oh, Welcome All back, right. Cotter.
2: But Mike, you told me that story about Kepler
3: today. Did you hear the story? I, I did hear about that story with the say ice cream. It,
2: say Go it. Ahead. It's disgusting.
1: Yeah, so apparently, he, he, despite loving ice cream, he would <laughs> he would eat it but not swallow. No, <laughs> oh, you said he would lick it. He and would yeah, spit lick, it. <laughs> and he spit would it lick it and he would lick it and then spit it and he had a spittoon for specifically <laughs> for ice cream. That is. Yeah. That is Which weird. they then sold. In, <laughs> they no, refroze <laughs> and he licked it tomorrow. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he, Ugh. Ugh.
0: No but the Here, idea uh, of
3: the idea of licking ice cream and then <laughs> He reminds me of a coach that we just talked about. A guy who's maybe still has a player mentality, didn't connect with the didn't connect with his players, tons of talent on that Phillies team. They underachieved. They they had a I think they had two stretches during the season where they had okay now, you know we've got Bryce Harper we're we're in the mix and then they just folded like a cheap tent towards the end something to be said about overthinking things too like, yeah uh, their yeah. opening series where where it was just,
1: you know he th- he went out and made all these acquisitions and so he's well I'm really gonna pay attention to to how we handle this series and I, he used I think it was like 21 pitchers in 28 innings
3: it, it's insane that is I, nuts yeah so they started the season with. Was it Carlos Santana, the guy, who, the first baseman, left-handed per- first baseman? He was on their team to begin the season, and then uh, Cleveland reacquired him midway through. When he got to Cleveland, he just said, "Look, I, it's like I'm, I'm free again." Right. So that something to say about what's the culture there in Philly? So yeah. they're they're obviously addressing that because that's a super talented it, team. It, was oh, a the super talent talented was, team. The talent is so, there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you know,
3: a, they they underachieved. There's no reason, it, as far as I'm concerned, there's no reason for the Phillies to not be in the playoffs and the Nationals to be in the playoffs. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Well, I'm rooting for the Nets. You think of a couple. Well, uh, Scherzer in Strasbourg yeah. for <laughs> sure. But the Phillies are loaded. The Phillies were loaded. Yeah. So that was a very, I think that was all in all a very disappointing season for
1: and them.
4: If Santana's saying that, you can think about what Bryce Harper's saying right. behind yeah. his back. Sure.
1: And their record in September in, in, in the games that mattered showed they Root. weren't. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: yeah. Awful. Uh, yeah, Zach Caleros, Caleros. Yeah, Zach Laros was traded to the Blue Bombers, the CFL, I need a cricket so uh,
3: l- well, uh, listen the Blue Bombers started off this season I think they were 3 or 4 and oh, and they were playing great defense and once uh, N- Matt Nichols went down with yeah. an injury um, this, k- this kid Strevner is their, uh, their backup that, yeah. he's, he's well they only brought him in for third and short yardage every time so now he doesn't throw that well but he's a big kid he runs hard they've been playing with him for five or six games now and uh, they haven't won so this is a, this is a desperation move Uh, It's Caleros at
2: this point is all about desperation. Like he's gone through it. He's uh, like by through it, I mean through the league. He's been injury prone. Um, He's just the guys that fill in for him, take his job. Yeah. And, you know, he's just kind of,
3: yeah, he's along for the ride. So if I drop this glass and I dropped and uh, Mike and Andrew dropped Zach Caleros, at the same time, Which the glass one? would survive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was—I had no yeah. idea where you're
3: going with that. Well, guess what? <laughs> I was like, well, okay. Uh, hey, shout out to Pinball Clemens. I'm not sure if you had that on the news, but Pinball Clemens getting hired as the GM in Toronto. I love Pinball because he—he lo- he loves Toronto, and he. Oh, he took
2: over for Pop. He's a yeah. GM. Kay. Yeah,
3: he's the new GM. He wants to change the culture. I think he said all the right things, but it's not easy Wasn't to he, see Wasn't he a GM tell. before? Did, did, was it interim? I think he was coached. He was only coached before, right?
4: Interim GM, or did they actually put the full oh, GM? Oh, he's the full
3: GM. Yeah, they, the pop is gone. So oh, yeah. um, he was the coach back in, I think he won a great cup with them, with Damon Allen in 2004, uh, in Ottawa, if I'm not mistaken. The game was in Ottawa. So, so uh,
2: Kevin uh, Gagno, shout out. He's, uh, a buddy of mine has got the great cup. Ring Kevin Gagno
3: is on, Kevin Gagno? He was on
2: 2004. He got the great cup in that one.
3: Kevin Gagno is on my men's league basketball team.
2: Oh, I'm surprised he hasn't called me that because he's our, been asking me to play ba- uh, basketball for quite a while.
3: We won our first game on Monday. Uh, I scored 27 points, all threes. You want me to pat you on the back? Uh, yeah. I do, actually, because uh, you know what? I'm coming. I've got that three-point trophy. Thank you very much. Did you guys hear that? I heard. I heard. Did you guys, guys hear it? It?
1: I think it, Mike's picked it up.
3: Cool. I've got more back if you want to hit. <laughs> I'll I mean, reach
1: uh,
2: Can't reach. Okay. I can hear. Cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Was it uh, Terry's friend took over as a GM with USC?
3: Uh, my yeah, my my brother's uh, brother-in-law, brother-in-law uh, right. is the I, his title slips my mind, but he's the head of quality control when it comes to recruiting. Okay, um, oh. and he's moved from Rutgers to USC, and it's uh, and he's replacing Lynn Swan. So hmm. um, a I, don't think,
2: I think his title is actually ticket hookup. I, I, think I, I hope it's
3: and, and or uh, included. cottage rental agent
2: cottage <laughs> rental yeah you, you'd rather go to a cottage than go to a US. no no well, we oh, gotta stay somewhere there.
3: when there's no game going on we gotta stay somewhere oh, he's got a couch I'm gonna talk to him this weekend <laughs> okay perfect
2: <laughs> alright so that's uh, the last thing with the headlines is uh, really quickly on the NHL I just got a couple of points that uh, one out in the first this is going uh, <clears throat> Atlanta style here Houston's up 4 nothing now I'm going to bet on Tampa because I've lost money. I keep doing it on the guys who are losing to try and get a better payout. Anyway, NHL, just real quickly, thoughts on Leafs revealing Tavares as a captain? Mike, good, bad?
1: Uh, he, he's the one I think everyone thought was going to be, and there's a reason for that. So, yeah, it's fine by me. Good. I'm kind of who cares. Like It doesn't
4: mean that much anymore, the captaincy. I know it's the Leafs, so that has some prestige to it. But yeah. was there really another – Candidate yeah, like maybe Morgan Riley maybe, but
2: the who one cares? Name, the one was Austin Matthews even on the on no. the oh, question no. well
3: it was until his his not fiasco even. his mustache his mustache and or yeah. Arizona I took him out of there the one word comes to mind is obvious yes. like yeah. how who else right you know, okay Johnny T Team Canada
2: uh, the Canucks name uh, Horvath, captain I think I saw that and who cares but anybody else care
3: well I I don't not I don't necessarily care but I um, it's I don't know enough about the Canucks roster to really have an opinion on it. Like, I don't. Elias, Elias Patterson's only the second year going in there, so. But yeah. to me, he's under the the the,
1: the same umbrella as uh, Austin Matthews. Like, let them be the, the best player. Don't worry about
2: the team and the, the leader, leader in the room. And all that. exactly. Yeah. Like, like just let them be the, the best player. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
2: You think that comes down to them asking the player, like, what do you, what do you, what are your aspirations? I, do you want to be a captain, or do you not? I don't know, but I I, yeah. I wonder
1: if it was part of. The, the conversation with Tavares when he signed like do you want to lead do you, like you're coming from a place where you're a captain is that, is that sort of what you're looking for here but uh, as far as Austin Matthews I, I don't know if you bring it up if you're not gonna do it I, I, and if they had no sure. intention of doing it why
2: ask okay perfect and the last one uh, I, it's very early obviously in the NHL season what to you is more surprising that the Oilers are 3-0 and or that the Sharks are 0-4 Sharks on
1: 4 yeah, would be more surprising.
4: I, I'd go with Oilers 3-0. I think the Sharks will come around. Like, uh, Yeah. The older team, they'll, they'll come around, but Oilers 3-0. I think James Neal makes a big difference there. I think they totally fleece Calgary on that deal. Uh, yeah, he needed it out, though, but yeah. like That's a joke of a deal. I'll go with... To the, get the, rid of Lucic and get Neal.
3: More surprising, I'm going to go with Oilers being 3-0, only because... They didn't really do much else like they got James Neal but I mean they needed a lot more so they're doing it with new coaching uh James Neal is a legit bonafide 30 goal scorer in the NHL so he had he had one down year I think Calgary didn't use him right or you know I just it wasn't a good fit coaching wasn't a good fit but Lucic has been been nothing more than a fighter in the last first four games of this season He's gotten to two fights last game so um I'd say the Oilers yeah
4: Neal's, Neal's a 30 goal scorer without
3: McDavid with McDavid. Yeah, are they playing on like, the same line? Yeah, yeah he's well, on McDavid. Well, there like you go. Like,
2: and on power play, too. Like, there he's got
3: six goals in three games, yeah. so enough said.
2: Still early. I think the Sharks going on four has been fairly surprising.
3: Lots of injuries in San Jose, but, yeah, obviously, and, for and, them and, to and sign Marlowe And
2: uh, Carlson yeah. missed a game, too, with the birth yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, congratulations to uh, the Carlson's on the birth of their baby daughter. We're right done. All right. I'm going to break. I would like to kind of open... Whoa. What Wrong was? sound right there. That was actually... that's. I'm going to come back. Brock James never Franklin. does that. Never. It's the first time I have sound bites on two pages. I'm out of here.
3: One, two, three, four, five, six, two, eight.
2: All right, and we're back. We are going Woo. into the... Long break. It was a long break. We just won a uh, chips and salsa spinning on Thank the wheel you. of wonderful from the R.A. Center and uh, yeah, so we're going to get into uh, NFL real quick, real quick because this is late. It's going late. Mike's not even talking. He's just staring at the chips.
3: Let's, hey, let's, pass, him chips. Some, let's pass him some chips.
2: All right. NFL week five recap key games. We're not going to go into them all. I do have the Steelers on there for you, Pierre, because I know that's inevitable. Uh, The Niners are still undefeated. They beat the Cleveland Browns fairly handily in San Francisco coming off of a bye week. Their defense looked pretty good. Nick Bosa looked pretty unstoppable. The left tackle for the Browns looked pretty garbage. Didn't use his hands at all. Anyway, are these Niners for real? Yes. Are they? Yes, absolutely. Mike, Andrew, anything? Their defense, definitely,
1: but uh, time will tell. Andrew, that's a little bit fence sitting right there. <laughs> Time will tell. <laughs> yeah,
3: no, they're for real. What, what what would make them not for real at this point? They're 4-0. They just beat a Cleveland team coming off a pretty big win, 40, uh, 40 points against the Ravens. So I have nothing that, that would prove to me that they're not for real. Like, that's a big win, you know? And uh, Cleveland was coming in hyped up. and, and they Were played. they, though?
2: No. Because you, just beat, you just beat Baltimore. On the road. On the road, like that was a huge game. Bam, you do it. Now, that's your peak. Now, your valley comes down a bit. You're flying out to the West Coast. You're playing on a, in a, a different night. time zone on a Monday night against a team that is undefeated after a bye week. So, they're chomping at the bit to get back and do something. I think there it was... A good opportunity for Cleveland to
3: have a letdown game I think personally it was a little bit less about how good San Francisco is and maybe a little bit more about how overhyped Cleveland is and it starts with their offensive line I think I really think that Cleveland's issues start on their line and uh because they have all the talent in the world I don't think bringing in two diva wide receivers over the last two years has done them any good you know Jarvis Landry had his issues in Miami and Beckham has his issues in in Cleveland and he fumbled that that uh New York. Term. oh sorry in New York I just don't... He was trying... I'll give Beckham something that he was trying to make
2: something happen. Like, you know, he made a comment that he felt like a lot of guys were ready to just head home. Back it up. Uh, so he was trying to do something. But the Niners, until that game, had beat the Buccaneers. The first game, the Buccaneers did not look great. Bengals, we know what the Bengals are right now. Steelers. tough
3: game against Pittsburgh. It was a tough game against Pittsburgh, they, they that game against
2: yeah. Pittsburgh but that was a, a non-Roflesburger game. And then the Browns. Yeah. So, the Niners play the Rams this weekend. Let's see what happens there. I'm not in any position to say that the Niners are actually for real. I guess it, it depends on what you mean by for real. It's true. Like I can touch them if they were there. Like, I can poke no, them. No, like are they super bowl
4: contenders? Or are they a playoff team? At they're,
2: they're, four or no?
4: You know. Playoff team, you have yes. People, super bowl contender,
3: probably not. I don't They're not, nobody, the, they're not don't, the Rams. But barring an injury, I, I don't know many see, right because
2: uh, the Rams haven't looked that great either. Barring us, injury,
3: I don't see many teams going 0 and 12. So you know, even if the Niners go 500 the rest of the way, they're they're going to finish with 11 wins. So um, I'll quickly go over the, the the games that happened in Week Five, and uh, if there's anything we want to comment, we we'll, we can go over it there. But on uh, the
2: uh, so, the Niner game, we'll talk about Sherman's weird comments. I don't know if anybody was... Richard Sherman comments on Mayfield not shaking hands, but then there's a video of him shaking Sherman's hand. It's bizarre. And everybody else, apologize? That's, anyway, weird. That's, that's Sherman. Enough. Normally, has good things to say. Not like in a positive sense, but they're always thought the yeah. thought through and a smart, intellectual kind of thing. At least they're coming from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. this was
3: ridiculous. Yeah, Sherman. that, Sherman's brilliant. You, Sherman, yeah. Sherman got an degree Every, at university. Like he is. Yeah, Stanford. Yeah. Stanford. Every no other joke.
2: comment he's made has made sense and had some backing. And there was, you know, again thought there. Yeah. This was just ridiculous. Yeah. So it was out of his character and that's why I bring it up. Okay.
3: Moving on. Seahawks beating the Rams 30 to 29 last Thursday. Great game. Um, Seahawks. They keep, to just stay under the radar, man. Like you've talked about did the you see Seahawks? That throw the that Russell Wilson made. Oh, the one where Lockett made the I have the, Russell yeah. Wilson, my
2: fantasy, I'm like, oh, he's throwing it away and then Lockett caught it and I was like, how, how did that even, how
3: does it even work? You know, he's Mahomes essentially with a, a bit more, uh, as far as I'm concerned, with a bit more experience. Yeah. A fair a comparison. Little less, I would say a little less arm, but, I mean, he's an NFL quarterback, so he's great. Wilson has, he, if you ever see his hands, his hands are huge. So he can do things with the football that Mahomes kind of does. But I find it an inter- interesting comparison. Panthers, again, with another win with Kyle Allen at the helm. Uh, Christian he the Jaguars is a fucking animal. Crazy. Yeah. Vikings, he is an animal. Vikings laid the wood to the Giants, 28-10. Looked like Kirk Cousins got back on track with Thielen and Diggs. I'd say the Giants I say who cares but the Giants yeah.
2: are actually putting up a fight against the Patriots right now.
3: So. Brock, you and I talked about this on your dad's patio about coaches that might be on the hot seat and I mentioned to you, of course Doug Marrone seems to be one of them, but the guy from the Falcons, uh, the Falcons Merf, suck. Uh, yeah, Dan, the, Dan, Dan Quinn. Quinn. 53 to 32 they lost to the Texans last week. The Falcons just can't get it together and they have all the talent, but what's the and deal? And he's there? a
2: defensive coach too.
3: So what's the the fact going on in a
2: 56? I don't know.
3: And they're, scheme, uh, they're not that
2: far
1: removed from being a Super Bowl team, like right. They're just, it's it's a, it's a weird scenario. Uh, yeah. They uh, lost
3: three quarters and a half Super Bowl team. They lost Tevin Coleman to the to the Niners. Good point. Um, you know, but they still have um, Freeman, Freeman, who's a great running back, and they've still got Sanu and and Julio, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Yeah, so they've got Ryan. some. Weapons. Matt
2: Ryan's throwing yeah. more balls now. He's on pace to like throw the most in NFL history, or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, they must have lost some on defense. I honestly, Vic I don't Beasley, know enough, yeah.
3: but. Something's broken in in Atlanta, I think, and I think it might be time for a coaching change personally. Uh, Saints beat the Buccaneers 31-24 with Teddy Bridgewater again. Um, hey, he's winning, hey. he's winning. And I say he like
2: the defense is playing pretty well too. Uh, the team's just rallying around the fact that they just need to, it's not pretty, but they need to squeak out wins. And then when Breeze comes back, you got to say, shit, we're 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 ready to roll. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, Mike Belenko, Curtis Fleming, Mike Ferreira, (laughs) and every other Bills fan is uh, happy that the Bills snuck out a a win on the road against the Texans, 14-7. Tennessee Titans, I believe. Yep.
2: The Texans are the one who played Atlanta. That's right. But you have the sheet in front of you. My bad. My uh, bad.
3: Tennessee Titans. What did yeah. I say? I say said Titans.
2: The, you said the Texans. Texans.
3: I said Texans? Yeah. I'm sorry. Anyway, it's all good. You're, new, you're new. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, the Arizona Cardinals beat the Bengals by three on the road. Impressive win <sighs> on the road. It is. I picked Bengals in all my bets. I picked the Bengals because I thought they both
2: suck, but one's at home. One's, one's at home. But don't you keep waiting for the Bengals to do something? Yeah. I, and I keep betting on.
1: They're gonna the do it.
3: Like, I keep
2: writing it. I'm like,
1: okay,
3: this, this week we, we keep horrible.
2: We keep we go circling I'll right go. back to
3: the offensive line. That's where, that's where they're, they're Curtis
2: the and I back. put a bet together on 365. And what you could do is you could cash out. So when they were down 14 points, whatever, I cashed out. And then the Bengals scored, and then they scored again. tie it up. And Curtis is like, if we lose this game, I'm divorcing you as a brother. Luckily enough, they didn't. But divorcing it was, you as a Yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> I'm divorcing you as a brother.
3: It's amazing. We're still brothers. Patriots laid the thump into the Redskins. Uh, there's really nothing to talk about there. No, they fire no the coats in the morning after. Yep. Um, I don't know if you guys, clearly I watched. I don't know if you guys saw any of the Ravens-Steelers game. It was a hard-hitting game. Pittsburgh actually had that game a couple of times. It went into overtime. They won the coin toss, deferred, three and out on the Ravens side. Ravens punt. Juju Smith-Schuster fumbles his <clears throat> first catch on third down. I haven't even mentioned the Mason Rudolph concussion because, really, it was, it was an awful scene. But Pittsburgh again had that game—a big fumble the week before with against the Niners, or the sorry, two weeks prior against the Niners. Connor fumbled. So, is it? Are they skittish? Are they gripping the ball too tight? Are they? It's like holding your stick in hockey too tight, and you're not able He's to. Trying just to do relax. too much sometimes, maybe. You know, they're trying to do too much, but you know, Pittsburgh sh- could be four and one right now they sit one and four tight game against Seattle tight game against the Niners really tight game against the Ravens so that's how close it is in football the parody in football it's a they, perfect game. The hit on
2: Rudolph you, you find it as dirty or not dirty I didn't
3: think it was dirty no okay. I didn't think it was dirty. I, I, I personally didn't think it was dirty I didn't think so either you know it was a big hit it was uh it was uh, uh by the letter of the law it was an illegal hit but I didn't think Earl Thomas was, was like projectile to his head. I didn't see that, you know. Like, anytime there's dual contact, there's – you know what I mean? Because he was getting hit from behind at the right. same time he's getting hit. He's so anytime there's forward.
1: dual contact, it makes – like now you're slowing it down. And it's already
2: hard enough for that defender to, to change the course of his hit mid-flight kind of thing, but yeah. then to have a, somebody else hit him and say that's not even a natural movement oh, for yeah. that guy, yeah. it's a, nearly impossible. Yeah. I, don't know,
1: I don't know what game it was. I think it might have been the Bills game. <sighs> can't remember but where the the second guy didn't make such an aggressive hit because there was just a call so he tries to wrap him up with his arms and the guy goes right through him and into the end zone and it's like that's the trade-off yeah that's what you're that's the slippery slope you get into when you say don't hit him this way yeah
2: hit him this way and it i don't know there's an o-line specialist that i follow on twitter um anyway i don't know if i say his name anyway he's uh um, Advertising these shirts that say uh, "like make football violent
3: again." Oh dear, yeah, maybe not see his name. Yeah, like. It? No, Speaking
4: no. of shirts, I'm loving the Johnny Drama shirt.
3: I like that. It's, it's Made jolly.
2: that with the old cricket <laughs> <laughs> before I sold it. Oh, so this is the this is the
4: first wear then,
2: and this so, is the last of it. So, so don't is, wash it. This Never wash. Better this was better vinyl, but uh, the first
1: I'm one that I had that vinyl oh. was... Belgrade. Shut up. Wow. You made that? No, somebody sent me this
3: off the (laughs) internet. What were we talking about, Belgrade, the last time?
1: (laughs) That's the
2: guy who sent in the music. Oh, right. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So for those who can't see, which you can't, Mike Pignat is wearing a t shirt that says <laughs> University of Arts in Belgrade, which is exactly where yes, Alexander whatever sent us those. That Russian music. Those, yeah. That Russian Fired music. Up. Do you I have still it? have the Russian music? You gotta have
1: it. Oh my uh, God, please if say no. I don't no. have it. Tell me I didn't wear this t shirt for nothing. Please uh, say no. I don't
2: know. I'm, uh, Try that. No, that's not it. No, that's the walking music. That's the walking music. Oh, that's. This yes. is it. Got it. <laughs> Synthesizer. Keep it going, buddy. <laughs> this could be your new headline music. D- you... Am I? Is it not growing on anybody else? No, No, I really dug it. This upsetting me. This one was way better.
3: It's upsetting me.
2: Uh, Anyway, wow, Mike with the t-shirt. Well played, sir. Uh, well played. Well played.
3: Raiders beat the <laughs> Bears <laughs> in London. Yeah, in London. Who cares? 24-21. Hey, uh, you know, it was a great game. Uh, the, I, it the, was. The Raiders showed me some moxie. They were down big. Back and forth. Yeah. There's you
2: know, no reason that the oh, uh, Raiders should have been even in it. It's in because it's in London and anything happens in London yeah. because... People prepare for it differently. It's different time zones. It's well, all that
1: stuff.
3: And you think about it for them, it's a huge time zone switch. From sure. Coming left coast. In the to, west. Yeah. yeah. Broncos beat the Chargers on the road. I thought the Broncos had been in every game they've played, and they've uh, they've just let a couple games slip away. Bradley Chubb out for the season. Yeah, that's huge. That's a big loss uh, for them.
2: And White Run on the cusp of sort of like if they got things rolling a little bit more, I think Denver could actually be really good but Chubb being hurt is going to be?
3: Are the uh, are the Packers that good, or are the Cowboys just as an average team that uh, that uh, you know benefited from playing some weak teams first couple of weeks? Because
1: I'd like to think the Packers are that good, but I I'd say that was a combination of things, and that was without uh,
3: Devontae Adams. Adams.
2: He was out with a toe. Right?
3: Aaron. Yeah. Aaron Jones ran for like I think three touchdowns. He looked like Walter he would out there.
2: Yeah, four touchdowns I think. Is that and what it he was? was Anybody with Aaron Rodgers against the Cowboys has a shot. Yeah. And uh, shout-out to uh, Bulaga 75. Ryan Belaga. Mm-hmm. yeah. He has gone up against, I forget, I was looking at the list today of who he's gone up against this season so far, like in terms of specialists of pass rushes, and has yet to give up a sack.
3: Yeah. That's the kind shout of stuff to that,
2: that Aaron Rodgers makes him that good. Yep. You give him some time, give him some protection. Definitely, yeah. Yeah,
3: we talked about the uh, the Niners game, so I'll just uh, skip that. They beat the Browns thirty-one to three, and then the last game of the week was Colts? the uh, the Colts beating the Chiefs. Uh, Called it. You know, it's a, the Colts defense is out there flying, and uh, I, the Colts and the Bills are two teams that Brock and I both predicted will fight for a wild card, and we seem to be bang on with that right now. So far, so Duncan far, Wood, so good. Um, uh, big win for the Colts. Huge win. That was in KC. Max, Max Turner, yeah. um, as it's we massive. speak right now. The uh, Patriots are up uh, on the Giants, but what do you think the score is? Well, I think it's I know the beginning the of the third. Is, oh, you had a look at it? Yeah, because of, yeah. It's 21 to 14 for the Patriots right now. They're second and 10 on New England's 39. It's the uh, essentially the beginning of the third. It's the nine minutes, four minutes into the uh, in the third quarter. Uh, Giants hanging in <laughs> like yeah. with, with they, nobody.
2: I just, I saw them earlier. They scored a second touchdown on a defense, a defensive play. So I don't know if it was interception or what with Brady. The Patriots are good, but Brady is really showing his age this year, I find, more than yeah, ever. Yeah. And I think that I'm really excited to see some better teams, some better defensive fronts, uh, and more methodical offenses to keep the defense off the field, I think is going to give the Patriots some, some headaches. The
1: Patriots are susceptible, I find, this year. Like, yeah. like if you watch the, the Buffalo game and this game, there's, there's a formula you can put together as a defensive scheme like, where you say, okay, we're going to do this because we'll get to him. Now you've the
2: players to execute, but... The Bills lost because of uh, Allen going out. Yeah. More than anything, but their defense was there. Like, I think Brady in fantasy only had maybe 14 points. The choice of going for it on fourth down, too,
3: like, factored you in. You take I your think. chances. I get it. But when your defense is playing that well, take yep. the points and see what happens yeah, they've played the, the Dolphins and the Redskins up to now and now the Giants who are I think overachieving at two and three with that roster so you know who knows what the, who the real Patriots are that we'll see that we'll see them a, a little bit further down the season when they start playing some real teams but again they play the, the Dolphins twice a year the Jets twice a year and this year they play right. the Giants Redskins and Bengals so that's seven wins without blinking all right so you know? at
2: this point in the season I want each of your who's a Super Bowl finalist
3: who's playing in the Super Bowl uh uh, from the AFC, I, I have to go with New England Just because they're going to be on such a roll By the time the playoffs come around In the NFC, oh, it's a toss-up, man I like the Saints Mike uh,
1: I will take KC Against the Packers Old school, Super Bowl one, Yeah, throwback Bart Starr versus and Glenn true. Dawson Have to go Patriots
4: I want to say the Chiefs also
2: you can't say the Chiefs no, the, and the Patriots. No, 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 sorry. no, no, no but,
4: uh, I also want to say the Chiefs oh. is what I'm saying. But it's hard to I bet on to any. I, I can't bet against the Patriots.
1: I think the, the Patriots have that like the the uh, loss this week could benefit them in the long because now you get a taste and you're like, okay, we're not unstoppable. We can still screw up and we can still get beaten by the Colts. Like, you know what I mean? So it's a it's a wake up call. Time will tell. Yeah.
4: I, you I know who you says that? Chiefs fans.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I love Andy, Andy Reid the guys who just picked him to go to the zero <laughs>
4: yeah no and the, and the Saints for me too like Saints seeing what they're doing with Bridgewater and, and I think Bridgewater got a bad deal in, in Minnesota with the injuries and stuff like that I think he's better than I think I'm glad he ended up in the situation he did now yeah I yeah, yeah. uh, feel, feel for him maybe ended up in the starting job spins it in a starting job or something but when Breeze comes back
3: he was a Blair Wall shank uh, kick from being into the Super no, Bowl no exactly so exactly. You know, I don't know what to say about, and he has pedigree it's, it's not like he came out of
2: nowhere yeah. So. oh yeah it was a crucial, uh, gruesome injury. Uh, I want to go
3: um, one more. We're going to go real rapid fire. No en- no Brock's, analysis. Uh... Oh, sorry, Brock. Oh. Jesus. Yeah, you're some Big predictions kind of, here. Yeah, Thanks, you, Andrew. Can't, you
4: can't bail out in the middle of the game, I
3: either. I was kind of like, man, there's some good arguments there. It's hard. It's just, I find it hard to bet on Andy Reid because he just hasn't been able to make it to the big dance. Um, made it once with Philly. They lost to the Patriots. But since then, he's had some really talented teams and hasn't been able to make it to the big dance. So... I don't know. I don't ha- I don't might my- I have faith in him as a regular season guy, but I don't know I'm thinking the
2: Packers in the NFC uh, I think this what they did with their defense. Yeah. has been uh, Game-changing good call their pass rushing those two guys They spent a hundred million dollars on or whatever are making a huge difference and the fact they can actually run the ball a little bit this year Yeah, um, I don't know. I like them. I like Matt Lafleur's new offense anyway Green Bay and then from the AFC Man, it's kind of a... That's
3: probably the, the, the harder one, I think, but... Um, Is it, though? Is it really? Because in the South, it's the Ravens and everybody else. The Ravens... Pittsburgh made Lamar Jackson look normal this season. I think it's hard so, because
2: I don't want to pick the Patriots. Yeah.
3: I mean, Who are you going to pick? And there's your answer. Sure. I mean, Buffalo. Right. Yeah. Green, Bay,
2: Green Bay, New England, I guess. A rematch. A rematch. But, but, but honestly, <laughs> I think... Uh, in the playoffs, I think people will be uh, somebody will beat the Patriots. So whether it's KC or whether it's a wild card, like I really like Indianapolis and what they're doing, and what Brissett looks like when he's out there. Like they're managing the game really well. The Their nice defense player. is fairly decent, you know,
3: but not enough to be a Super Bowl team, you know. F- anyway. Frank Reich, Frank Reich might be one of the most underrated coaches when he was uh, an assistant with the with the Chargers. I mean. He's such a good coach, and I'm so happy that he's had the opportunity to, to take over a team for Chuck Pagano over in, uh, in, in, in Indianapolis, and they are playing really good football. Uh, name me another team that could lose their all-pro all starting quarterback and come out and yeah. play the way they're playing.
4: Right, yeah, MVP candidate gone, and you're still... Oh, sure.
3: Yeah. yeah. Really rapid fire without, r- without thinking too much. Your picks for week uh, week six: Panthers, Buccaneers. We'll go around the table, Mike. Panthers, Panthers, Buccaneers, Buccaneers. I just and it's it's in Tampa Bay. Sorry. Uh, here's an interesting one: Redskins at Dolphins. I got Redskins at Dolphins. Who cares? Who cares? cares? Think, uh, Redskins. Yeah. Okay. Our Redskins who just fired their coach. Guys, I'm going at. Dolphins hosting. I'm going. Dolphins with their first win. Toss up. with like, yeah. it. They do have one win. We you didn't get all them the you want.
2: It's not like they have one, so they're I feel gonna like they're not gonna.
3: You heard it here first, folks. All the Dolphins
2: fans. The percentage are their of teams win. that win after the, right after their their coach gets fired, especially if you're going against another old whatever high. team, yeah. would be pretty high. Yeah. Because everybody's jobs on the fucking line at that point. Whatever.
3: Yeah. Anyway, I, I'll go with. I mean, that's a good point, but I'm going with the Dolphins. Sure. Saints at Jaguars. Uh, Saints. Saints. Jaguars. Jaguars Bengals at Ravens 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 Does does Cincinnati go 0-5? Yes You bet your bottom dollar they do Uh, Seahawks at Browns Browns Seahawks Seahawks Guys, I'm going Browns I think they come at home It's a Sunday, 1 o'clock game They'll be ready to rumble Eagles at Vikings That's a tough one That is a tough one Uh, But
1: I gotta take the home team Yeah, Minnesota At Vikings At Vikings no, eagle. Let's
3: still take the Eagles. They're, they're, they're going to turn it around. Uh, Vikings. <laughs> uh, that, this would be a tie if I can give one. I'm gonna, but I am going to go with the Vikings just because they're at home and their defense is stellar. Uh, Texans at Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs. Over. The over. What yeah, is it? The plus minus 100? The Taking the over. Taking the A shit ton. Who's winning the game, though? Uh, it's at Houston. It's at uh, Kansas City. At Kansas City. Coming off a loss, one o'clock game on Kansas. I'll, I'll take the Texans. Okay, I'm going to go Chiefs. I just don't see them losing that game. Falcons at Cardinals. Uh, Falcons. Right. I wish there was like a bird where, season.
2: Where Let's is just it? shoot them both. It's, then it's
3: in Arizona. Arizona. Cardinals. Falcons. I'm going Arizona, and I think uh, I think Dan Quinn gets fired after the game. 49ers at Rams. That's a big one. No, I, I, uh, 405. Rams. Rams. Rams? Rams. Uh, I would is a say the Rams, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Niners pull this one out. I think Niners stay undefeated. I think the Rams are on the ropes a little bit. Titans at Broncos. 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 At Broncos. Yeah, I think Broncos win their second game. 4, 425 kickoff. Cowboys at Jets. Ew. Cowboys. Cowboys. Darnold playing? Darnold is playing. His spleen is back to normal. Jets. who to? Th- Me too. I'm going... You know what? I'm going with the Jets. Why? Because who knew that anybody not named Joe Namath would catch an STD or whatever he got? <laughs> I don't... Is that, is that mono and STD? Is that... Must have been the uh, same girl. Oh... <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened, but Darno, you... Y-
4: I'm going to kiss you. I can't. I got money. Okay, moving she's on. She's 70 now, but she's the only one in New
3: York City with an STD. <laughs> Leslie Visser, I'm sorry. Leslie uh, Steelers Mark, at... How does <laughs> Steelers at Chargers. <laughs> uh, Chargers. Yeah, Chargers. Sorry? Chargers. So let, hang on. Let me re- let's restart this. Steelers Chargers. at Chargers. Yeah. yeah. Chargers. If the Steelers are
1: playing a kindergarten team... Oh.
2: Steelers at Chargers
1: from what's Yugoslavia.
3: Your, what's your pick? I'm Play, taking the the Russian Russian Play the Russian music. Play the Russian music. vagina. <laughs> Belgrade. You know. Uh, Andrew, you got the Chargers, Chargers. too. Brock? Is uh, Rudolph playing? No, it's Delvin, Devlin Hodges. He's, ah, he's almost better. Just Thank you, sir. To keep you happy. Uh, Steelers, I think Steelers 56, Chargers 3. Uh, Lions at Packers on the Monday Nighter. That's a really that's good game. It's, it's at Green Bay, but that's going to be a really good game and a, a probably the litmus test for the uh, Lions. It's uh, Packers in a walk. In a walk? In no, a it's not going to be close. Yeah. No, I'll take Lions. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, on a Monday nighter? <sighs> I'll still take Green Bay I think, but I think it'll be tight. Me too. I think I'm taking Green Bay as well, but it's going to be tight. Wow, that's a great, I didn't realize that's a great game. That's that a is great. Monday That's nighter. Monday night? That's Monday night. Yeah. Hey, hey
2: right Let's on, it, baby. Woo!
3: Is that it? That's all we got for the Break. NFL, folks.
2: Break, and then we come back into <laughs> late football.
0: Hey,
3: we're
2: back. Oh. <laughs> Pierre's going to order some food. That's great. Sorry we're back. Okay, no, we're, we're back. It's all good. We're just—it's late, so we're going to get going.
3: Yeah, I—I'm I, sorry. Okay, quick WWF take just oh, 30 seconds oh my god I forgot to write it down wait you got one
2: no but there was some show I saw it was an uh, it was an episode of ridiculousness that was taped a while back and there was a tag team like women's tag team thing I can't remember their names now but they were smoking and I was like well I'd watch wrestling to watch that <laughs> I can't remember their names now I guess I don't really care Charlotte much. Flair no I need Red Flair's daughter no no it's a tag team two girl tag team
3: yeah she was in a she was in a tag team for a what few years what was it called ago. I don't remember. It's just like two. They they had separate names. They just no. went. No. There
2: was some. There was some name. The for divas. Them.
3: The Bella. Oh. The, the the Bella twins. Maybe. Bella is it just Bellas or. Really? Yeah. No. Uh, like Bella Donnas or something or Bella something. The the Bellas were their last name. Uh, what the hell were their names? Anyway. So, yeah. One. could One of them um, was married to John Cena. Dark hair. Yes.
2: Yeah, that's probably them. Yes. Yeah, I was interested for wrestling for literally about forty-five seconds. I'm interested in wrestling. <laughs> Okay, but in efforts of time, because you were talking about how late it is, let's let's move on from that. Okay, okay, all right, perfect. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for that reason.
2: Yeah, okay. for that reason. Cool. Um, you're welcome, <laughs> listeners. Okay, yeah, we <laughs> spent all that we spent all that time on uh, women we don't know their names. We didn't get Bella, the Bella twins, the Bella twins. Get to the point. All right, NCAA football. Who's excited? This guy's excited. <laughs> Who watched any this weekend? Anybody?
3: Uh, I talked a little bit of. Um, the Florida with the retro helmets there. That was pretty cool. Oh, the uniforms look great. Yeah, it was nice. And that was a
2: great uh, great game because yeah. they played Auburn and they fucking won. Yeah. And this week they play LSU. So Saturday night, 8 o'clock, for those who are looking for something, not something to do. This is something, an, an event you plan around. They're in LSU. It's Death Valley at an 8 p.m. start which the winning percentage of road teams at a night game in LSU is extremely low. The atmosphere will be second to none. And Florida's coming in ranked number seven, playing LSU ranked number five. A top 10 matchup. It's
3: going to be o'clock. great. It's going to be great. Phenomenal. Yeah. at This juncture of the season, too.
2: Uh, Real quick, just the the key things that I think anybody will actually give a shit about when I'm talking about it. Uh, The Michigan-Iowa game, because you were going for Iowa, was a horrible game. It finished 10-3 for Michigan. Ooh. Garbage. Um, Chubba Hubbard, the Canadian from out west, uh, although they lost, did carry 34 times for 156 yards. Wow. So he's still on pace to destroy some records. Um... And the Red River, Red River rivalry goes this Saturday at, at noon, which is the Texas Longhorns versus the Oklahoma Sooners. So that's the Red River. There's a Red River down there somewhere. Anyway, I started thinking West Coast people because they said, oh, it's, it's noon Eastern or 9 a.m. Pacific time. If you could get up at 9 a.m. and watch a... Big time college football game
3: with your mini wheats. Tell me that's not life. That's pretty exciting. I mean, I, if, it, if it was uh, NBA finals or NBA, you know, like playoffs, and it started at nine a.m. You're
2: watching Raptors against Golden State, and it say it starts at nine in the morning.
1: No, I'd be jacked. That makes a good point. I, I'd sub in Lucky Charms, but that's just me.
2: Okay, okay, your Lucky Charms, Andrew. Like what the, kind of cereal would you? Uh,
4: Frosted Flakes.
2: That's your go-to. If you had, like, any cereal, my Captain
3: Crunch. Oh.
2: Captain, I can feel the, the t-
3: roof no, of my mouth get torn shredded. up shredded. already, and it was glorious. Uh, anyone say Lucky Charms? Mike's yeah, Lucky Charms. Yeah, Lucky Charms, yeah. You know, you can buy a box. Marshmallows. Complete,
2: you could buy a box that's just Lucky Charms marshmallows now, eh, in the States? In the States. Minus the, minus the kernels? So Correct. Just, just the, it's just yeah. straight marshmallows. Yeah, the Do they list the camera, dietary uh, thing
1: on the side, <laughs> like the <laughs> nutritional it's, portion? It's just a picture of a guy <laughs> having a heart attack. <laughs> it's a box that says, you know. Yeah. It's
2: It says, enjoy this, fat kid. <laughs> <laughs> the diabetes hotline. Right on the- <laughs> it comes with an insulin pen. Uh,
4: uh, quick aside, because we talked about it earlier. The Oilers are now 4-0. Oh, yeah? yeah. And James Neal has seven goals. Wow. Yeah.
2: That's a... Uh, hey.
3: well, if Milan Lucci scores seven goals this year... Oh, yeah. That, that trade is so one-sided. I called it when they made the trade. I said, this is a really bizarre trade for Calgary give the guy another shot he's a bonafide 30 goal scorer didn't make any sense to me and Lucic has lost not one step but like eight steps and he's super slow he's been beaten up he's a grinder yeah. so everybody saw that too I know. Everybody saw that coming yeah. yeah and Edmonton paid a ton of money mm-hmm. for him so whoever's whoever's a GM at Edmonton right now I think it's the former Red Wings guy yeah Ken Holland completely fleeced the, the, yeah. the flames so hey sorry are we on hockey again? Oh, it's, 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 on, it's
2: on the TV. I know All right. we're on the TV. Uh, I will correct myself too with the uh, Brian Bulaga stuff. Uh, so they were taking Khalil Mack, Daniel Hunter, Von Miller, Brandon Graham, and Demarcus Lawrence. And he's given up zero sacks.
3: That's impressive.
2: That, that is incredible. impressive. Is impressive. impressive. So, okay,
3: so the Just reason Khalil,
2: Khalil Mack alone is impressive, right? Yeah. He's a monster. Yeah. Uh, with the NCAA football. Yeah. One of the things I want to bring up, so scores aside, Florida coming up, Red River rivalry, all that stuff aside, there was an incident um, that affected a local kid. So Jonathan Sutherland uh, is from Ottawa, from the East End, uh, is a secondary player, like a DB at Penn State. He received a letter, a typed letter, mailed directly to him from a Penn State alumni. The letter says, Dear Jonathan, my wife and I are proud older graduates of Penn State. We follow all Penn State sports, football, wrestling, volleyball, gymnastics, basketball. We love it all. I played all the sports in my younger days, still play full court basketball into my 50s, Loved the competition, but never had the size or talent to reach your level, though the desire was there. Though the athletes of today are certainly superior to those of my day, We missed the clean-cut young men and women from those days. Watching the Idaho game on TV, we couldn't help but notice your, well, awful hair. Surely, there must be mirrors in the locker room. Don't you have parents or girlfriends who would have told you shoulder-length dreadlocks look disgusting and are certainly not attractive? We congratulate you on your game against Pitt, but you need to remember you represent all Penn Staters, both current and those alumni from years past. We would welcome the reappearance of dress code for athletes. You will certainly be playing on Sunday in the future, but we have stopped watching the NFL due to the disgusting tattoos, awful hair, and immature antics in the end zone. Players should act as though they've been there before. For the glory, Dave Peterson. Yikes. <sighs> I-, I thought we
4: weren't going to get into American politics. This is just, I guess,
3: racism? You know, it's, it's, uh, it's racism. Right? It's racism, as far as I'm concerned, based on the the president's inability to keep his own opinions to himself and and to to, to spew that kind of rhetoric, as you know, calling Mexicans rapists or like when you when you set the president at that level, then this is this is peanuts compared to that. So and it's wrong, it's wrong. It's just what do you expect? That's your leader right now. So he's opened up the floodgates for all these closet sort of racists to come out and you know. Five, six years ago, would we have seen uh, footage of a French man going up to Jagmeet Singh saying, you know what, I'm going to vote for you, but why don't you take off your turban and look like a real Canadian man? I think you're going to get more votes that way. Would we have seen that six, seven years ago versus this political climate that we live in now with, you know, the states opening up the floodgates for these closet races to come out? Because that old man that said that went up to Jagmeet Singh probably represents a pretty good percentage of people at around his age in Quebec. Okay. It's an interesting, that's a, it's a crazy topic. That's a crazy comment. Um, did the the kid respond? Did the the university respond? The kid did not respond. James Franklin,
0: his head coach responded. And this is what he said. I would like to kind of open up, um, you know, with, a statement, something that I you know was thinking about laying in my bed last night that I, that I put together that I wanted to uh, put out there. Um, you know, the, the football that I know and love brings people together and embraces differences. Black, white, brown, Catholic, Jewish, or Muslim. Rich or poor, rural or urban, Republican or Democrat. Long hair, short hair, No hair. They're all in that locker room together. Teams all over this country are the purest form of humanity that we have. We don't judge. We embrace differences. We live, we learn, we grow, we support, and we defend each other. We're a family. Penn State football, Penn State University, and Happy Valley provide the same opportunities to embrace one another 12 Saturdays each fall PSU football brings people together like very few things on this planet 110,000 fans from all different backgrounds throughout our region from all different parts of the state and they're hugging and high fiving and singing Sweet Caroline together This is my football. This is the game that I love, and most importantly, my players that I love and will defend like sons. Ultimately, this is the definition and embodiment of what we are is all about. Lastly, Jonathan Sutherland is one of the most respected players in our program. He's the ultimate example of what our program is all about. He's a captain, he's a Dean's List honor student, he's confident, he's articulate, he's intelligent, he's thoughtful, he's caring, and he's committed. He's got two of the most supportive parents, and I would be so blessed if my daughters would marry someone with his character and integrity one day. Now back to Iowa, 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 Iowa.
2: Alright, so it was a little long, but I wanted to make sure that, one, the message came across properly, and two, um, I wanted to get to the part where he specifically addresses John Sutherland and his character and who he is. And, you know, I think from a fellow Ottawa native uh, and football player, um, that kind of respect and... um, feedback from a a coach of James Franklin's stature is something that we should all be proud of sure and um, yeah anyway kudos to Franklin for standing up and addressing it kudos for settling for not uh, lashing out and doing something stupid Uh, for handling it, you know, quietly, just the way you're supposed to. Uh, Kudos to everybody on social media and Twitter and all the other football players around the country who have shared this in disgust and basically called out this Dave Peterson. I'd love to know, you know, who this guy is, a bit more details of it, but this letter has gone through so many channels that um, I hope he feels utter embarrassment about it. And uh, I would hope that there would be some sort of uh, an apology at some point. But that's just who they are, you know. But I think everybody's handled it
3: uh, uh, as best as they could. I thought the coach was uh, so articulate. Very, very Steve Kerr. Very Greg Popovich in in their reply. Like, uh, perfect reply. Perfect response. And America, uh, we don't want to take this into a political debate. I'm not going there. But if, if this man is going to be your leader for the next four years, then civil war is not out of, the, out of the realm of possibility. You really need to think about who you vote into office next next term. Because this kind of crap will continue to happen in sport. And yes, this ended up being a sort of a, a, a good ending, like a good response, and a good response perfect. on Twitter, perfect, perfect response. You made it sound easy. But this does, that it's doesn't really always easy. happen. Like, That doesn't always happen. Exactly what should have happened. That
2: doesn't always happen. No. There is another response that was written up by a, uh, I don't know, I guess like a satire type uh, site, and the guy wrote an article, a a response letter signed by Jonathan Sutherland's dreadlocks, and it was very much less politically correct and whatnot. But uh, I don't have it in front of me, but it was quite amusing to say the least, and I'm sure... That's exactly how I would have responded. Uh, a lot of people would want to respond to it. Anyway, yeah. that's, uh, for that's that. Thanks that. That's the NCAA hmm. football wrap-up. Uh, take a quick break, and then let's uh, dive into baseball. Baseball. I think that's the wrong. Uh, okay. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, three!
3: And we are back for the last segment of what's been a fairly long night here tonight at the R.A. Center with Brock and Mike and Andrew. It's gone by quick. Um, We're going to get into baseball. We're going to talk baseball. I think the game is over tonight. I think the Astros maybe have beaten the Rays. Can we get confirmation on that, boys? uh, So the Astros are moving on. Um, Before we dig into baseball just a little bit deeper for our last segment, the Sens hosted the Stanley Cup champs tonight and uh, only drew 9,000 fans at the Canadian Tire Centre. Um, cause for concern? Oh, the, look at how many people are here
2: watching us record. This yeah. is what happens. We're screwing up the Ottawa Senators' fan base because they're coming to see the like Convo do our thing. I guess.
3: There's 14 people here. Okay, <laughs> well, those 14 people would be helping in the uh, CTC right about now because uh, 9,000 fans in a stadium that seats about 15 we already knew that was going to be an issue. Yeah. The, se- the season's ticket sales
2: were way down. Yeah. They didn't sign anybody. They kept trading anybody away. So people weren't renewing because, like, why are we going to renew <clears throat> for thousands of dollars to go watch a team lose every night? Yeah. You know, you sign Shabbat. he do? It's one dude. And that's, this is, hey, this is your new reality until you figure shit out. They picked th- up a Nemest- Nemestikov. Hmm. Uh, weird. Thoughts? Weird deal. Why? Are you picking up
4: what three million dollars in salary to have a look at a guy and maybe push the ball forward a little bit talent wise on your team for a team that's already going to finish
3: last bottom five is that is this a situation where they just want to they want he's a free agent at the end of year it's not even like there's a yeah is this just a situation where they want to put some bona fide guys on a score or two to maybe draw some fans or say hey listen we're not giving up on the season it's early
1: yeah at the end of the day i think you have to put a put a team on the ice and that's what they're
3: trying to do is
1: yeah. alright yeah. who can we get that's <clears throat> relatively low dollar value but is going to contribute and yeah what was I weird there know. is they gave up a draft pick too I mean it was a fourth rounder yeah. not a big
4: deal but I, I would have thought like they were doing the Rangers a favor taking sure. this guy off of their salary cap Yeah. like he didn't have a, a role there either playing yeah. on the fourth line I, I don't get why we're the one giving up the draft pick to pay this guy three million dollars to play on our third mm-hmm. line
3: Yeah. so it's a consensus
4: but, I think but who care? Uh, I can see the look on Brock's face. It's, it's who, who
2: cares? Right. I'm trying to see if the Patriots just scored on defense against the Giants. He's I not know. putting butts in the seats.
3: Nobody's going to see He's not putting, but, go, yeah, he's see, not putting butts I mean, in the seats. But he right. is another, another guy, another, another ready-made yeah. guy that, can, that isn't a minor leaguer that can maybe put, uh, I, th- I, I, I don't know. I guess I I'll ask this the question.
4: If the Sens were to have a new owner tomorrow, with same roster, same you know future curve, how many people are showing up for the game tomorrow?
3: The same, amount. I don't think it makes a huge difference. I, I think there's a slight bump. Maybe but a slight bump. Yeah, but I think so, too. Yeah?
2: Well, you you added the stipulation, the same curve, as in, like, how and what the plan is right, to get better. It's like not they're going out
4: to sign, you know, they don't make a trade for somebody huge the day, you know what I mean?
2: Like, just
1: new ownership just, comes in A new
2: name who's a new owner, and we're in the same boat, I think... There, yeah, maybe a slight bump, but like 50 more people as yeah. opposed to a new owner comes in with some more enthusiasm, with some money and a new plan, and you say, okay, you know, now there's a renewed, uh, a rejuvenated crowd that says things are happening. But if it's just the same old and whatever on the same path that, that Melnick has, I think it, I, don't, I don't think it changes much at all.
3: Well, I'm sorry I brought that up. Uh, Me too. But uh, let's let's dig into baseball so we can get the hell out of here and go home and get some sleep.
2: All right. So, uh, well, we already know we don't have to touch about uh, Tampa versus Houston because by the time we finish recording this, the game is over.
3: <laughs> and Houston has won and moved on. Houston and the Yankees. That's going to be very yeah, interesting. Who do you think wins and Well, well I, predictions. I, I thought Minnesota was going to beat the Yankees. Um, <clears> I do. I just think Houston's got too much firepower. And we talked about starting pitching. In the first segment with the Nationals and uh, you know being able to roll out Cole and uh, Greinke and Verlander, I think that, I think there's just too much pitching uh, on the Houston side of things that can neutralize the big bats in New York so I'm going to go with Houston
1: I, The Yankees have faced no adversity, so it'll be interesting to see what happens if and when they're down in a series, if and when they're trailing, uh, but uh, it's hard to, to vote against them. Uh, they just look so impressive And they They demolished They ran over They really did Yeah like, That it, was, uh, it was like
2: Somebody picked The twins The Twinkies the Twinkies Who was that
1: no. Who picked I do twins. I, I don't like to Keep track of names uh, Yeah I don't, but, yeah. don't usually Write that stuff
3: down Yeah, yeah but, you know what uh, I, don't, I don't I don't think anybody did everybody. I don't think yeah. anybody did Okay yeah, I think, so.
2: I think it, was, it might be the first time that I've heard them referred to as Twinkies. I don't too, think but, anybody
3: chose them. Um, anyway, okay. So, so they had no, the I mean, majors yeah. in home runs, guys. That's the they reason did. why they they took Set it. a record. They they set a record, yeah. Set a record and they're, they're
1: playing in a small ballpark in New York. So you'd think it's just green
4: yeah, it's just, light. just a matter of time, right? Yeah,
1: go for it. Uh, uh, I, well, let's uh,
3: get Andrew's no. thoughts. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, no. Uh, I, I think Astros as well. A lot of pitching. Both because I think they're going to win and because I like the way – I love the organization. The way I love built. the way they've done things. I, I see it as a blueprint for the Jays. Homegrown position players, free agent and trade pitchers, pitching staff. A
3: lot, like, lot of pitching, right? We did uh, Osuna. You know, Their closer, yeah, Osuna, just
4: closed, Osuna just closed out this game today. Yeah. Struck out your man, G. Choida in the game. <laughs> there's, and, uh, there's
2: a lot of Jays there. Yeah. It's. Yeah, we have a couple there, guys. Brock, you got a horse in that race, or who are you you going? Uh, I don't have a horse in that race. Uh, Houston or New York? I'm going for Houston, just because I'll never cheer for the Yankees. Uh,
4: I will say, in that Houston curve, there was four horrific seasons, so...
2: From, in 300 ter-
4: lost seasons well, and a that's- 95 lost season uh, like, and we just had one 95 lost season and people are losing their minds in Toronto so. <laughs> well, and that, that's my Can I mean, imagine
3: three more of those right I've made that comparison with the Blue Jays and the, and the Astros when they were rebuilding and you know uh, with Altuve and some of the young guys Correa it, 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 tell me uh, Altuve doesn't look like Bish, uh, Bichette yep. tell me Correa doesn't look like Biggio I think we see a comparison here it's just a matter of whether the Blue Jays are going to be able to spend on pitching or not and I don't I mean, they've got some homegrown kids, Nate Pearson, Alex Manoa is yeah. uh, gonna be in low level next year, but he's a big guy. Yeah. And came out of university, so he should yeah. be more fast track than a, than a high school kid. Exactly, yeah. so we'll see how what happens with their own homegrown guys, but they gotta be able to spend a bit of money. I don't think they're gonna do it next year. I think they're gonna go with the retreads like the Matt Shoemakers again, and see if they can you know, find a diamond, a diamond in the rough. I think they get somebody in the offseason. I hope so. I think, so. They, I think yeah. they take a They'll swing at, their like their a, rotation, at like yeah. a number two, like a legit number like two or, or something Cole? like that.
4: Mm-hmm. No, no, no. That's not – I don't see that in there. Someone next year, Yeah, tier? You know, Zach Wheeler or uh, – yeah. you know what I mean? Some, like somebody who's legit, like can give you 175, 200 innings, which but, they don't have. But in hoping that, yeah, in the future a Nate Pearson or Alex Minot becomes your ace – is Ryan this, Barucki in their plans next year? I, I would, I would hope so. He's a lefty. Yeah, he had yeah. a great, you know, two years ago. Showed really well. Probably the best pitcher on their staff two yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um. Obviously, injuries completely. Uh, what do you make one start or something this year? Uh, Trent
3: Thornton seems to be yeah. uh, a decent. Yeah, I mean, if, you know, they, uh,
4: if they pick up a number two, and you know, you kind of hope that one of those their young guns becomes a number one, a Nate Pearson, let's say, and then they fill out the three, four, five with you know that kind of the guys we're talking about yeah I, you know i i don't see that as an issue two years from now you know he,
3: i saw Dale enough goes. from uh wagas mm-hmm. pack to be to say hey listen this guy could be their fifth starter agreed yeah yeah, yeah i know
4: I, yeah. he'd be in there mm-hmm. he'd be in there i mean i i think ideally i'd like to see him as you know your ace in in, in buffalo you know ready to come up come up yeah type yeah. thing but yeah. uh and because I do think they're going to take, like you said, a flyer on some of those uh, Clay Buckholz, Shoemaker, Clayton Richards type guys. Also, they released
3: Clayton Richard. Yeah. So, but I, I do think I do think Matt Shoemaker is in their plans. He yeah. started off really
4: well no, this no, year no, he right? is. blew like, his if, knee. Yeah, and his, his dollar amount's not much. Like yeah. it's like it's like three point five or something. Like Very it totally affordable. makes sense for them to take a flyer. A, he's a
1: professional yeah. pitcher. Yeah. yeah,
4: and I, they they, talk, they say all the good things about him, like oh, he helps the kids and whatever yeah. the crap that is supposed to happen with veterans. Sure. So.
2: All right, so this is all uh, Blue Jays, for another yeah. episode. Yeah, sorry. No, no that's no. fine. It's fine. The Jays are not the playoffs. Huh? Uh, neither are Day. the Brewers that I picked in the wild card. They ah, blew that one. Sucks. If Yelich isn't right,
4: <coughs> it's a different game. Yep.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he got
4: drafted by the Marlins, you know.
3: Yeah, I heard that. Remember that soundbite with Ryan Braun and the, or Ryan or whatever, and uh, the guy called him Ryan, and he kept he kept it. Correcting the commentator. No, it's Ryan. Oh, Ryan. That. Remember no, right.
4: that sound No, that's, that's – uh, yeah. wasn't that Lindell? Chris. Uh, no, it was the it was the kicker for the Bills, I thought.
3: I'm, I'm sure it's Ryan Braun or Ryan. Oh, no, no. no. The
2: quarterback for the Rams. It was uh, Chris
3: Everett? No, no, no that's Christie. what he called. That's, him. that's what Jim he called Rome and Chris, no, 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 yeah. you know Chris, Chris Everett. That's Jim Rome calling Jim Everett Chris Everett. For before we before we post <laughs> this on our Facebook and Instagram page, Brock and I are going to look up. I'm sure it's Ryan Braun. No, it, it went viral for a couple of years. Yeah, it's not the, Ryan's Ryan. Ryan. It's yeah. not Ryan's Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it wasn't going to make you hate Braun. the Brewers. Anyways. Whatever. All right. <laughs> They're out.
2: Uh, Kershaw gives up a lead out of the pen. Uh, Fuck, that was ugly. Howie Kendrick, baby. Back to back. Blows it. Against Kershaw. Uh, the other one was the... Cards, Braves game. I mean, shit.
3: Ten runs? <laughs> was I was in I
2: Atlanta. On. Can,
4: can you imagine buying tickets to that game? No. Down
2: then. ten runs in the top of the first by Fulton Fulte, Fultenav- Fulten Average. Fulte. Average.
0: Getting rid of these people here. Uh, first, Mr. Samir. Not going <laughs> <laughs> to work here anymore
2: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs>
3: What the hell that guy's <laughs> name Fulton Navich, but yeah, that was whatever. awesome. <laughs> Who was cares? Was, yeah. I
2: doubt he'll be on the friggin' team next year.
3: Oh, man. What it meant? He blew it. Uh, <coughs> yeah, blew it. Yeah, that was a I tough know. game to watch. Donaldson hit a solo homer. Um, really the only guy that showed up for that game.
4: Yeah,
2: it was, four. it was brutal. I looked at I
4: looked at Kershaw. You mentioned him briefly there. Uh, after you gave it the back-to-back home runs the other night. and uh, And I was thinking, is it? just the optics is he really this bad in the playoffs or is it just every time they show him is because he's blown something up right you don't see the starts where he yeah. is, is good and no he, he actually is that like his ERA is two runs worse in the playoffs or something like that than really? is, right Yeah. He, and it's still good you, you know but it's not it's not Kershaw he'd still
3: be the best pitcher on the Jays in the postseason but it's not Kershaw asked you're coming in they are asking him to come in mid- middle of the game or towards the end of the game you've been a starter all year your mentality is starter you pace yourself as a starter suddenly you're asked to come in and give it a bit more gas it's not your thing no and what you, you miss your you miss your mark or you take a little bit off for a bit more accuracy because that's what you're supposed to do yeah. and all of a sudden you get jacked like yeah. it's it was very predictable. Yeah, and he's your starting pitcher. You start him. Yeah, and you get you get you, you spend your money on on um, fireballers in the pen, and yeah. that's how it works. Yeah, it's, so, no, it's true. Like, you I look don't at the blame Yankees, em. Right, their starting staff is
4: in shambles. But you get, you get to the fifth, and that bullpen comes in and sign dummy, But everyone yeah.
3: has a role, and that's his role should be starting pitcher. Yeah, and, yeah. and they use him the wrong yeah. way. I, I feel bad yeah. for him. He's, why? Well, it comes down to why yeah. deviate from that. Yeah, yeah. why? Because they know all
1: 162 no,
4: games. The Dodgers bullpen is.
1: Definitely, their Achilles Achilles heel. Yeah. Same with Washington. So yeah. same, same with Washington. Uh, sorry, yeah. Atlanta. Washington Atlanta's, too. Yeah. Well,
4: Washington they brought in uh, Strasburg, the, right? In, uh, yeah, in, uh, and uh,
1: Scherzer yeah. and yeah. They but yeah.
3: they they but they're, they're, you know they basically got Hudson and Doolittle as, as their as their yeah. bullpen. But they they use them the way they're supposed to be used. Like Hudson could come in and, and throw fire. He's not going to be a starter, or closer, or whatever. Like they use their guys the, the traditional way to use them, and that's the reason why teams like the Rays. And teams like the Dodgers are out mm-hmm. because he, he just it worked. He, starter is a starter. Yeah. I'll say this: the the, the pitch Don hit was a
1: ball. Like that was a good pitch. He golfed it. Yeah, off his yeah. shoelaces. Yeah. yeah, like it was, you know, curveball down, and he he took it out. So that's sort of where you tip your cap, saying nice hit. Yeah, I I made a good pitch, but you shouldn't have swung at, but you did, and you hit it out. Uh, the other one was a. Uh, it didn't break very much and it where it did it was right over the yeah, right, right over the heart yeah like right where the guy wanted it basically and, and he took a deep so yeah it becomes the it, it comes down to the question of why is he in there why are you bringing him in why he, he, he's not used to warming up like this he's not used to this intro you know like I don't know and he like, has a history of blowing up in those yeah, situations yeah, that's too, the other, right? like, yeah. it's not, it's not, it's, not it's not Pedro in whatever year that yeah. they kept bringing him in like yeah. you know or, or
3: extending him and, I like feel like Mike and Andrew getting distracted.
2: their second win right yeah,
3: now. Yeah, I know. It's 11 o'clock. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> We're on our wheelhouse now. Yeah, hey. Well, we. I don't know. After what
4: happened between, uh, the, between this episode, we've got to step it up. Right. right? <laughs> it's true. Right? It's game.
2: And for those who are looking what he's talking about, tune in for the next episode after this one with
3: our special guest because we dive deep. Um, real deep. Real deep. Okay. Hey, listen. It. Sexy matchup. Sexy World Series matchup, in my opinion, what Yankees the, Cardinals. The four that
2: are left. Uh, so you're
3: taking I cards? I no. was going to ask who. Got cards got Nationals.
1: I got the sexy
3: matchup as the ALCS. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I
1: got, yeah. I mean, no, the sexy matchup's gone. It was the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah Dodgers, <laughs> Yankees. Dodgers Yankees.
4: Dodgers Yankees. Dodgers
1: Astros. It's gone. But, but it's if gone. you're looking for, if you're looking for That'd a great matchup now, it's it's that ALCS, and just I can't wait to see what happens. And but who I also comes hope out and, that the Astros just
4: demolish them like I really hope it's not I just hope they
3: it'd be nice to see their bat silenced yeah like. guys I want to see the Nats and the Astros I, it's not sexy it's not the Cardinals with the, all the history and if it's not the Yankees obviously we know the no. Yankees history but like to see the Nats throw out Scherzer yep. and Strasburg versus Verlander yeah. and whoever else they yeah. throw out yeah. and Cole yeah. Yeah. oh my god no, no, I agree that would be so cool to watch because yeah, we don't just the, the, the talent and the pitching staff of the Yankees is just not there yeah. alright hey yeah. You got one last thing? One last thing. One last comment. Was anybody an Expos
4: fan growing up? Oh, huge. Do you feel like the Nats is your team at all? Oh, I I was
3: praying for the Nats and the Rays. I'm not there. He's he's the past
2: Expos, future Expos.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes. No. Brad Wilkerson was, uh, oh. you know, the one left over, and then. Yeah. And you're an spirit. Expo fan. Oh yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated when the Jays won the World Series.
2: Hated it. Really? I yeah. wouldn't go that far. Yeah. No. Is he wearing all it. Toronto stuff? Yeah. 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 But you don't feel <laughs> any Vinny connection to the Nationals.
3: No. No. All right. The last year I watched the Expos with any kind of like vim and vigor was when they had O'Henry. Yeah. And they throw an old Henry bars, O'Henry
2: Henry bars. Yeah, mm, I remember that too. steroid, the old steroid Miles, era. Just a
3: fat
4: kid. Can guarantee that guy was on steroids. That's amazing. Oh Henry came out of nowhere. Oh, did I volunteer
3: to be your bad boy? <laughs> t- t- ten year, ten home runs the year before, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's hitting forty, yeah, 40 and old Henry yeah, bars. Yeah. Are I was hoping out. my nickname would be Reese's Pieces.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, damn, damn it.
3: I'm so hungry. That's my club all sandwich right. over there, guys.
2: <laughs> In that to go box. Okay, to go, baby. Thank you very much. We appreciate your input on this thing. Andrew, thank you you so much for joining us tonight. Five hours. Again, yeah, as long my butt is sore. (laughs) But we're gonna dive in more with the, the Jays and stuff and, and really wrap up the baseball and when we get our special guest back again to dive into some more analytics. I think uh, it's gonna be a real fun show and we wanna get you guys back on. But we really appreciate you guys coming out for this. Mike, you got something last thing you want to say? No, you oh, you had your, your point out there, so I thought maybe anyway, we're going out to a song that I heard on the radio on the way down. It was kinda of interesting for some reason. It's called How to Rob. We're going out to it. Okay.
3: I know. Good day, everybody.
0: P f- is not for that shit, shit this time. The fuck One time. And hey, yo, the bottom line is, I'm a crook with a deal. If my record don't sell, I'm a robber steal. You better recognize, nigga, I'm straight from the street. This industry niggas is starting to look like something to eat. I snatch Kim, tell Puff you wanna see her again. Dance your ass down to the nearest ATM. I have dreams of fucking the R&B bitch, but I wake up early and bounce with all the shit when I plop pressure son it ain't even funny i'm about to stick bobby for some of that with me money brian mcknight i could get the nigga anytime